everybody, welcome, Chunk Miles, episode seven. We are in South Philadelphia, and we are inside, not outside. I know normally you expect a podcast where we run and chat to be outside all the time we're running and chatting, but we're inside now, and it's important to know that we are inside, and we would have loved to be outside, but there's a reason we can't be outside running, and it has something to be with uh, something to do with us being too wimpy, it being way too cold, and us really not wanting to do it, right? Chip, you're back. We're both back after a two-month layoff. Both of our agents and our managers, they've been powwow in the past few months. I think we hammered out a contract, and I think we're ready to go. Well, I, I don't know if you noticed, as I posted on the Junk Miles Facebook page today. I saw that. Okay. After our many weeks public feud, uh, the obviously the now-famous uh, brawl that we got into at the uh, Fort Washington Friendlies. That was weird. That was really uh, – it was uh, – it was – it wasn't very friendly. No, it was not very friendly at all. Uh, the police were obviously involved, uh, but our lawyers have been involved for weeks. But we've we've cinched, we've buried the hatchet, and we're back together, and uh, it's it's good to be back. It's and, nice, and it's even better than being back is being indoors right now. Being indoors is a huge bonus tonight because we'll have to admit we basically do our shows, our episodes around runs we're going to do. Chip and I had a run plan we were going to do. Uh, the Holiday Lights Philly runs through yes. South Philadelphia, yes. correct? And uh, we're all gung-ho for it. I like running, especially holiday. I even had like lights I was going to put around my neck. Right. Sexy Santa outfit I had yes. all picked yes. out. Yeah. Very sexy. And then I'm like, look at the weather report, and I'm like, it's going to be really cold. Like, 20s cold. I'm going to wait Chip out. I think he'll break first and be like, hey, Jeff. Let's not do this. And what happened? And let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Did I break first? You did. Yeah, I, I 100% did. 100% broke. Uh, I I was never a fan of running outdoors in the cold before. I could, 100 degree weather, I could go for it. When it was below 60, I was just not into it. Uh, oh, over the past year or so, yeah. I've grown to love the cold weather. Cold weather being 45, 50. I think my goal, my goal, my favorite weather is about early, low 50s. Yep. Low 50s, perfect. 40s are fine. Uh, did the, uh, I believe it was in the 40s for my half marathon, the Philly half marathon. It was beautiful weather. Yeah. Uh, but anything below 40, I'm, I'm, I'm not having it. Yeah. And, and tonight it's 20s, low 20s. Right. It's not even like, oh, it's on the cusp. We can kind of just, it's only a couple miles. We can throw some extra layers on. Yeah. This was just like, it hurts just to be outside. Uh, it's, I, I, I want no parts of it. I'm pretty sure that they might just not do it. And, and to be, Kind of like with them in spirit, I think what we're doing is pretty good because we're in front of a roaring fire. We are. We're going to have hot cocoa soon. Yes, we are. Drinking delicious beers. Mm-hmm. Dog on a lap. We have Stanley here. Yes, Stanley's looking good. He's getting a little tired, but he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, we have the uh, the holiday lights and the Christmas tree in the window because we are in South Philadelphia now, and that is required by law from yes. uh, uh, ever, ever since uh, Halloween's over. You have to put the tree immediately up. In the front window with the decorative lights, and so I feel like I'm doing my part. May, hey, maybe some runners will run past us and see our lights, and, and yeah, you know they'll, they'll feel a little festive. We have a big show plan. We, uh, you know, we like to have topics. We like yeah. to have guests. And, and by the way, I guess I should say too, this is our first podcast ever, our first non-running podcast. Mm-hmm. We are going to be totally. Uh, 
of wind this time. Yes. Uh, we will never be out of breath. Uh, I apologize to anybody who that we did say that hey, we're a running podcast. We always run while we podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a special event. Yeah. This is a spe- it's kind of like when uh, it's like when the Facts of Life went to London. That was great. Remember they went to an they episode did. of London. I believe uh, Family Ties went to London one time. I feel every show goes to London. Let's go back and forth. Name the uh. actors of the cast of Facts of Life. Okay. We'll start out with Blair Warner, played by Lisa Welchel. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Tootie, played by Kim Fields. Tootie's last name. I'm going to say... Can I say Ramsey? You could say it, and you're correct. Is it Ramsey? Nice. All right. I will say Joe, Joanna Marie, Paul Machek. Oh, yeah. See, I would have right. pulled Joe, but that's Joe. it. Joe. And yeah. Joe was played by... Holy I got this one. All right, you give it to me. No, no, no. Do you got it? Give me the initials. I'll get it. Uh, N? Yeah, yeah. As in, what would you say? As You're like N as in... If Nancy. Nancy yeah. McKeon. Nancy McKeon, very good. And then, of course, we'll go last with... Um, It'll be oh, it, it, Natalie, 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 as played by... by is it Mindy Cohen? Mindy Cohen. Natalie, what was her last name? I, I'm not going to pull She's that. She's very environmentally conscious, so she'd be Natalie Green. 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 Natalie Green. Okay. Um, the we, headmistress was... Of course, it was Mrs. Garrett. Right. Played uh, by... Played by uh, oh, oh, God. No, no, you can't... I can't not... Uh, oh... I want to say it's not Rue McClanahan because that's uh, no. the oh uh, this is killing me because I love uh, different C-R. different R Charlotte Ray nice Charlotte Ray because uh, different strokes where Mrs Garrett came from obviously mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite shows yeah. as a child I mean maybe my favorite show when I was a child sure uh, she she obviously jumped the shark over to there okay and then let me ask you this yes. I'm not going to be able to tell you the character name sure but. One of, by the way one of my favorite things Growing Pains the late Alan Thick unfortunately passed away. Rest in peace. Uh, one of my favorite things in the 80s was when after it would be about the third season or so of a family sitcom <laughs> in like 1985-ish yeah, yeah. Uh, it would go from like you take the good you take the bad you take you know just a nice fa- they would throw the uh, 80s gu- hair metal guitar like yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then it's just a little more rock and version that was always my favorite I believe she opened Edda's Edibles, or she left for some reason. Because yes. she had Edda's Edibles. It right. was Edna Garrett. Uh, who took over for her? Yeah. And I can't, did you know what actress it was? I can't remember the name of the character, but it, I, I'm 99% sure I know the, the Cloris Leachman. Yes, it is Cloris Leachman. Okay. Cloris Leachman. And I believe a young George Clooney got his first had a start. Yes. recurring role on that. Got his first start on that. Um, can't remember his name on the show, no. but he had, young, he had a very... Michael Landon-esque head of hair. He yeah, had a he lot did. The of, lot of hair going on. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of those later years was a they did a Twilight Zone homage. Do you remember that? And there was a guy who 
uh, came out and played. Uh, Twilight Zone is one of my favorite shows of all time, and mm-hmm. and of course because I always blank. Uh, Rod Serling. Rod Serling. Yeah. Uh, they had like a Rod Serling type guy came came out, and it was like a cold and rainy night, and then like I think all of like the cast members like were murdered. Like it was one of those like, goofy like yeah, yeah, murder sure. mystery, th- yeah, and right. and uh, and they did a uh, they did a Twilight Zone homage, and it was it was brilliant. Now. Didn't they bring in a lot of these sitcoms back then? Always brought in a kid when the when the people who were kids at one point they were teenagers they got old. Didn't they bring in? All right, I'm gonna have to get back to his name. The Hobbit movie. Okay. Frodo and Bill. You know, Frodo's yeah. best friend was what's the, the actor's name? Not Elijah Wood. That's no Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. Sean Astin's little brother Mackenzie. Is that who it was? Okay. Was the little kid who was brought in to be friends with the four girls from Fast We have a guest, by the way, and she's saying yeah. she's scared of of this conversation. I I I, I, I wouldn't say so much sh- shocked. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with disappointed. Disappointed. I think, I think more think disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah, I think disappointment. You may have. Thought that the man you're marrying, this is kind of giving a hint to our guest, is yeah. should not have known this. You'd probably be happy if he didn't know this. Yeah. It wasn't as big as part of his life, but it was. Yeah. Me too. Now, by the way, by giving away, there are some listeners right there thinking that this, you said the man that yeah. she's going to marry, this is either my fiance yes. or a girl. Or my new girlfriend. Your new girlfriend that your wife might not know about yet. <laughs> My secret second family right. works. Right, right. Yeah. So we'll get it out of the way and say, no, it is not my girl. Okay. All right. So why don't we... Should we, take, get, should we take a break real quick? Take a break. But we're, guys, we have a great show coming up. We are going to discuss... A lot of people out there are like, hey, Jeff, hey, Chip, you have inspired me to run by your amazing running. I want to do more races. I'm thinking about doing a half. I'm thinking about doing a marathon. We're like, yeah, sure, we've told you a lot of good stuff, but why why wouldn't we have someone who just accomplished running a full marathon on, running a full marathon successfully? For the first time. Killed it for the first time. Yeah. And then we could discuss this with this person, mm-hmm. and that would make for a great podcast, correct? A- absolutely. All right, when we come back, we're going to do that. So we're going to take a little break right now. Normally we take a break when we're running, and we make an excuse, but right now we don't have to. We're just going to take a break break because we want to make sure this is recording correctly.
And we're back, people. Junk Miles, episode seven. We're in South Philadelphia. It's very festive indoors. Lots of Christmas lights, fire going. We're going to get right to it, guys. I teased that we want to talk about, hey, what's it like to run your first marathon? Mm -hmm. Right, Chip? That's what we wanted to talk about? Right. Right, so we're like, who could we possibly get? Right. I, I, I racked my brain. You racked your brain. I actually went through the list on runtheday.com yeah, yeah, looking yeah. for, through hundreds of people who, to see if I could see if it was their first run and then maybe contact them. I contacted about 50 people. Most of them hung up on me immediately. And Chip, you're lying. You're fibbing. I'm fibbing a little bit. Chip, why don't you introduce our guest? I'm going to introduce our guest. Uh, it is Miss uh, Kim Broadbent, my fiance. Yes. And uh, a f- very, very fianced. There, yeah. there's an, there is an accent mark in there and yeah, everything. Yeah. It's very French. Uh, and just like the French, she is a runner. Yeah. Uh, as the French often do, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're in a hurry. Yeah, they love it. They love running. You know what they do when French uh, knows when they run? They will pass a baguette off to the person in front of them while yes. they're running. Yes. Well, but baton right. is a is a right. French. It just means it means breadless. It means breadless breadless stick. 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 Yes, right, of course. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I'd like to introduce our guest, Miss Kim Broadbent, uh, my fiance, and. Uh, first time marathon finisher 2016. Let's, let's get a little toast. Clink, this clink. Bottles. Clink, clink. Pros. Pros it. There we go. Congratulations. Thank you for Hi, having Kim. me. Thank you for coming on. In, Hello, Kim. In Thanks. my living room. Yes. yes. Yeah, you didn't have to go far. This no, is. I did not. We're we're sitting in uh, my and uh, Kim and my, Kim and my, my and Kim, our. Mayan. Mayan ruins. And her is. Mayan ruins. Mayan ruins. We're sitting in Mayan ruins. We're sitting in Chichen Itza. Yes. I believe that's There's an Olmec Indian head, a giant one right behind us as, yes. as we speak. Kim, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Now, when I love talking to people who have done, like, you know, you, you set a goal, you train, and you're like, I want to do something that I'm not sure if I can do. Which is interesting. I don't like talking about well, talking no. to those people because it makes me feel bad about myself. Yes. Yeah. That's part of what's going to be good about this, yeah. where Kim and I will get very into this, talking about it. The whole time you'll be, like, feeling bad. Exactly. Yeah, I, my I, self-esteem a, will drop a couple of it's notches. It's not a shade of Florida experience where I take joy in your pain. <laughs> but it's a little a bit. A little bit. That's a German term too, by yes. the way. We're getting very multicultural. We got well, French, French, German, German, yeah, and then Broadbent. I'm going to get English. It is very good because so, there's a, that actor Broadbent, Jim. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Uncle. Like, no. Brother. Close. Brother? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, she also, uh, I will say, Kim actually speaks fluent English, by the way. That's a little bragging. Yeah. You don't... Yeah. <laughs> English. Yeah. And I believe there is... Did we look that up? Is there a Kim Broadbent in maybe like New Zealand that's like a, a rugby player or something like that? Didn't we look that up one time? I don't... Like a gentleman named Kim oh. Broadbent. Oh, a gentleman named Kim. I believe so. Like, and I think he's New Zealish. That sounds... If you're named Kim, yeah, you're probably Australian... And you better be like very tough. Yes. Right. You better right. be like I'm a rugby player. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I I'm a rodeo guy because you you just don't want to have to deal with. The it's kind of like oh who broke your collarbone oh Kim, Kim Broad- did Kim yeah Broadbent. Kim Broadbent did yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um if I can give a little background yeah I'd love and, and, I'd then, love that and then you can ask a little bit more but just to give some context to the listeners here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I've been a runner for a number of years. Uh, never very, uh, never very big. Did it on and off, and I never ran a lot of runs. Uh, never never ran a single run, like right. a, like an actual run. I would just go out and run for the love of it. Mm-hmm. Never trained that well. I wasn't, but I've done it for a number of years. Uh, Kim decided to get into it. My her brother, who we'll bring up uh, later in the show, he uh, he and I sort of almost convinced her about 
about three or four years ago, I guess, to get into running. She wanted to know parts of it. We ran our first 5K together because it was my first official run. You should say... We were drinking. We, we were drinking? We in, were, in, in yes. the, we were in the Dominican Republic. Right. Whoa. I, that's another country. another country. This is like I the mean, eighth country. Yeah. Yeah. And Justin, her brother, is is a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was somewhat of a runner. She didn't run. Uh, and we were drinking uh, in the Dominican Republic. It was just the three of us. The three of us went down for like a long weekend. And we sound like we're fancy. We're not. We're not fancy people. But it's a lot of boasting. But right. go yeah. on. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, uh, and and I don't, I don't want to. I'll skip through because I want you to talk about how you started running. But flash forward a couple months, we did our first five k together, the Cherry Blossom five k. Is that in this country or were you in another country? That was. I, you, oh, you mentioned I will a say, lot of countries. I will say it's it was it's in basically like Fairmount Park mm-hmm. uh, near the Police Touch Museum. Fancy. But there are Japanese gardens that mm-hmm. you run past, so it's kind of like being in Japan. Are you talking about the Shifosu House? Mm-hmm. Do you know who the executive director of Shifosu House is? Would it be Mr. Shifosu? No, it's my sister-in-law, Cam Andrews. She's is that exec- right? Yeah, executive director. Look at that. There we go. Yeah, That's just, I'm boasting there. Yeah, you are. Yeah, well, let's you go are. back, to, back yeah. to you. So anyway, we ran our first 5K. Yeah. Uh, and then we started moving up and flash forward uh, to her never running, me being a runner. Now she's way surpassed me, run her first marathon. I've only done the half. Uh, so Kim Broadbent, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Kim. Yes. If you could describe your marathon experience in one sentence, if someone came up to you and goes, Kim, how was the marathon? You'd say, Windy. Yes. I thought, now, here's the thing. I thought about you through the majority of the race because. <laughs> well, we should say you were running it too. Yeah, I, I ran okay. it too. Right. And what number was and this for you? This is my eighth Philly marathon in a row. Right. And how many marathons total? This is my 20th. 20th, that's right. Yes. So congratulations. Oh, thank Let's you. Clink yeah. on that. 20 yeah. marathons. Yeah, clink on that. Yeah, yeah. 20 marathons. Since 2009. Wow. Um, but I knew you were running, and then we had a little. You saw me in line for the uh, PP line, yeah, right? I bathroom did. line. <laughs> Um, I have to say, I thought about you because I'm like, for someone whose first marathon this is, this is rough. Mm-hmm. It was freezing. For lack of mm-hmm. a better word, mm-hmm. I left my house, it was 30 degrees without the wind chill. Right. And I remember leaving going, I might just go back inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have any point when you woke up in the morning where you're like, wow, this is too cold? No, because they were calling for it. The forecast did not change, I feel like, mm-hmm, for those, right. those few days leading up to it. But I will say I, um, I had a, a heart-to-heart with my dad, who was an avid runner, a very serious runner. And he made me feel like I should just not do it. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> or drop to the half marathon, which was the day prior. And beautiful weather, which is what Chip that, ran. We should mention that the day before mm-hmm. for the Philly half marathon... High 50s, 60s, Chip? High 50s. Uh, it was my PR. It was, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was perfect, yes. Uh, the run. Uh, some people didn't like the hills of the new course, but yet I didn't mind the hills, and it was beautiful. I, I loved yeah. the course. Um, it was the best. And the whole time I was trying to enjoy it, but just thinking about, A, I feel bad because Kim's going to be out here tomorrow in much worse weather, and just as importantly, I'm going to be standing out here yeah, like an idiot. You. Holding up signs, trying to uh, trying to make her happy. Yes. Yeah, now Kim, I have to say, I also because it was the second coldest marathon I've ever run, and and the problem is, you know, you go to a marathon. You, you most people know who run races. You have to get there early. You spend a lot of time 
standing around in your corral. Mm -hmm. You get in your corral, and you're there for a good at least half hour, 40 minutes to your corral sets off. And basically what you're doing is shivering because you get rid of your clothes before you get into the corral. So if you're just wearing shorts and a shirt and a sweatshirt, which most people do, but I noticed this time most people, a lot of people are wearing sweatshirts and they're just like, screw it, I'll just take it off and throw it once the, uh, once the race starts. But yeah, I was like, this is not going to be good for a first timer. <laughs> like I felt so bad because literally the six years prior, it was mm -hmm. like perfect running yeah. weather, right? I mean, it's, tr it's the one thing you can't control, I guess. And my thought was, I put in the training. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to skip it just because, I mean, I figured. Yeah, you never. At least if, I mean, I figured if I don't finish, at least I have a good excuse why. That is a great, <laughs> another great point that you're like, hey, I gave it my best, but who could have finished a marathon right. and missed? You know, and, that, and that's a good, because a lot of things, like if you do bad in a marathon, you always have to have like three excuses ready. Mm -hmm. right. Like, oh, I had a stitch in my side or. Or I just, uh, you know, I went out too fast. Because you always have to be, excuse is good. I've right. had them. I've, I've had horrible marathons. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I'll make up an excuse why. <laughs> well, can I, the side stitch you just mentioned in the cold, yeah. standing around in the corrals beforehand. This has never happened to me before. When we were standing around in the corral before the marathon, I formed, I think from just oh, being yes. so tense and so cold, I formed side stitches on both sides, oh, no. just standing there. Sorry. And we hadn't even moved yet. And I was like, this does not bode well. <laughs> so you, you got off to a bad start. I mean, you yeah, you literally, when you're, when you're people, when you're outside and you're for a very long period of time, your body does weird things. And the only thing you can do is like, I'm just going to clinch my whole body. Yeah. yeah. And the, the nice thing that I found out about this one is normally when you're in a corral in the beginning of a race, especially for a marathon, people give you space and you kind of have your own little space. I listen to music and I, you know, kind of bop around the music. By the time we were 30 minutes in waiting for this race to go off, we, everybody was huddling together. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. we were literally, I literally was, like, spooning with a, a woman <laughs> next to me. Guy behind me had, like, his chin on my shoulder. And we were all just like, this is fine. Mm -hmm. we you're, like, you're like Quint from Jaws in, a, in <laughs> the water on the Indianapolis waiting for that next shark to take them. It literally was, like, a communal thing. Like, this sucks. We're all going to get together and just huddle before we die. Mm -hmm. But how long did it take once the once your corral went, you, hit, you mm -hmm. got off the finish line? Like, how long did it take for you to, like, or did it happen at all? Were you like, all right, now I'm feeling okay. Did you get to that point? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, it was it was actually, I'm going to say, when we were down in Old City, so what, yeah. we, what did the, what my, Mile I mean. Two, yeah. Two, three. By then, I was. Um, when you got to the front street, whatever. Yeah, I, I was doing some very half-ass move of trying to take off a layer that was underneath the layer. <laughs> yes. It was really amazing, and I can't believe I pulled it off, but um, the way that I actually did pull it off is because I pinned my bib to my thigh. That was smart, yes. Instead of my usual, uh, like, you know, abdomen area. And that was a recommendation of my dad's wife, who is a, yeah. a, a competitive runner, because she, her point was, you can take, then you don't need to know what your final top layer will be, which is, which was a good thing to, to do. So, but I ended up still deciding that I wanted to get rid of the layer underneath the top layer so I took off top oh, layer then pulled off wow. another layer then put back on top layer you can people show Kim yeah yeah it's uh yeah a little risque yeah, yeah. the yeah. thing is yeah. you 
next time you'll know like the most the layer you're going to get rid of on top the most the, the layer you want to keep is to be the closest to your body like you just shed one right. see you later $12 shirt from Target Layer next to your body, $40 shirt from Philly Runner. Right. That's really nice. You want to keep. Here's the thing. Yeah. I wanted to keep both. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up holding. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I had a layer on top of all of this that I threw off early on. Yeah. But I ended up holding that second layer and handing it to my dad, who was like around mile seven. Oh, nice. Nice. That was smart. So I didn't lose anything that I wanted to oh, keep. Oh, good. So you had. People in the crowd, yes. and you know, if I get to seven holding this dumb thing, I right. can hand it off. <laughs> exactly. That's great. That's thinking ahead. That's also where I got rid of my gloves. I don't know. I, at some point, I thought that was a, around mile Did you regret 20. I thought that was a dumb move. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this. All right, here, here's a little Uncle Jeff can tell you about running in cold weather. Always keep the hat. Always keep the gloves. You're yep. gonna, your body's going to heat up and eventually acclimate itself to the weather at hand. You take off the gloves, you're feeling a little ballsy. You're like, yeah, I can mm-hmm. do this. A yeah. little brazen, take off the hat. Two miles later, you're going to be like, where did I put this glove? Should I put this hat? I did the same thing. I got rid of the gloves probably at mile 17. Put it in my pocket. And then at mile 21, I'm like, get the gloves back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Have you, when you, you did this and you, you finally, like, got into a groove, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And was there a point where you're like, I'm enjoying this now. I've trained for this. I know I can do this. Like, I think a lot of the, the, the mental hurdle of running is you don't want to think about what you're doing the whole time while you're doing it. You don't want right. to count the miles. You want to get to a point where you're like, you know, people are like, you get into that zone or whatever. Did you get there? Because I, let me just say, again, the wind was insane <laughs> and it was freezing. Yes. This is true. Here's the weird thing. I, I don't know if it was just because it was so cold and windy that I, I it, it almost took your focus off of the running. Right. Also, I listen to podcasts when I run. Oh, so you, all right, yes, yeah, so let's set the stage. You were listening to? Okay, I, I will say I've already listened to all of the Junk Miles podcasts, so. That's a good move. I was mm-hmm. not listening to yeah. those. Yeah, there's no, no. Reason. She got all the inside tips. Right, she right. got the tips. There's no so here's, here's, this is actually interesting. This is a, a, a sad, sad mistake that I made at this race. Mm-hmm. Were you listening to like Fresh Air, Terry Gross podcast? Okay, here's the situation. I like to listen to running related podcasts, yeah. I think now. It's like a new thing that I've, I've decided is, is interesting and, and almost fun to do while you're running. Um, so I've started listening to Runner's World, yeah, yeah. I guess, which is normally great and um, in- inspiring, and you learn tips, and yeah. you hear, like, stories of people who, you know, set this record or wrote this cookbook, or... So um, I just queued up a few of the podcasts for Runner's World that I hadn't yet listened to. I didn't look at the descriptions. I just thought... Hmm. Oh, no. I just made sure I had five hours worth of Runner's World podcasts that it would keep, like, go through while I was running. And that was all I... That's yeah. all I listened to. That's good prep. Right. Well, here's the thing. Um, the the episode that came on that lasted about an hour and a half um, that, I, that I should have probably looked at the description of was a woman uh, telling the story of how she lost her husband in oh, Afghanistan. No. Oh, no. And formed this, like, running group... Um, you know, in in memory of him, and the whole time she sounded like she was about ready to break into tears, and it was a very 
I mean, it was a very moving story, yeah, yeah. but then that also meant that I was so emotional, right. but not about my run, just about what, and it, and it, I mean, by no so means was it uplifting. You're freezing, I'm freezing. and you're crying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, there's got to be, and, and uh, you know, you could, I could have moved, I could have tried to figure out how to go on to a different mm-hmm. episode or put on music to like pump me up, because at this point I was so low in terms of just listening to this woman almost burst into tears, the whole story oh that she's gosh. telling. And then I kept. I thought about like, what if I lost Chip? Like, yeah, it, like yeah. you start thinking about like, you put this your, yourself in this woman's shoes, and it was just an hour and a half of this, of of uh, a very not yeah. uplifting, not you know, story that. And then it. And then that podcast ended, and I thought, oh, thank God, that episode ended. And and then there was a disclaimer that she. Um, from the host that the woman had been sick and that it was actually just that she was had a cold and that's why her voice sounded like she was buried away. Oh, okay. But you didn't know that. And and then it goes and then it goes on to the next episode and it's a the topic of what do you think about while you're running? Yeah. Which I thought was a great topic. Perfect. But then they started just started talking about and giving examples of all of the ailments and injuries oh. you feel while you're running. So I just pressed mute and I ran in silence from like mile 20 to 26 because I couldn't handle it. Crowd support's huge. Like, did you realize that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I've done the half and I... The half. And so I feel like the full is just... It's the crowd support of the half, but then that long, silent stretch on Kelly Drive. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's when when you go through the parts where there's no people, where there's nothing going on, and you're just like, all right, it's me and my thoughts, me and my depressing running podcast. Right. Yes, that's exactly what it was for me. <laughs> yeah. So these are the things like you learn when you do marathons. All right. Next time, I'm going to be probably more a little more on top of what podcasts yes. are going to come up what music right. right i mean i will say it still distracted me enough to keep my mind it kept my mind occupied so there was never a moment where i thought i can't do this because i was so focused on like how did i make such a horrible choice <laughs> on this podcast how could i have messed this up so bad but here's a question mm-hmm. what was the one thing that while you're running over your when you were done that you're like oh i totally did not expect this because hmm. You know, runners who train for marathons, you do 20-mile runs, mm-hmm. and you, you literally, your body's ready for it, your mind's pretty much ready for it, and you think, like, was there anything, like, nutrition-wise or running or anything that you're, like, just threw you for a loop, and you're like, oh, I didn't think this would happen, besides the swirling winds that literally right. were stopping <laughs> people in their tracks. Right. At one point at mile 16, there was an eddy, a little, like, mm-hmm. typhoon that yes. was blowing on Kelly Drive, and Chip, I'm not lying. It came, leaves went into my mouth. I run with my mouth kind of half open like a moron. I can't stop it. A good amount of leaves went in my mouth. And like the group I was running with, we all just stopped. And we're like, oh my God. And it just stopped you in your tracks. You're like, there is this typhoon of just leaves and detritus that mm-hmm. are, should not be while you're running a race. Oh, that's awful. It's fun, right? I've, I've, um, in Maniunk, I had an issue where... Um on an intersection between where there were, you know, so there was no buildings blocking the mm-hmm. the wind. 
I almost I felt like my legs almost got taken out from underneath yeah. me because it was just so unexpected. Now, people, if you're listening to this, you're thinking of doing a marathon. This has to be very alluring to you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think we're really selling we're it. We're really selling, really the selling it. Yeah. Now, I have to say, like as we mentioned, I've done a few Philly marathon quite a few times. It's usually awesome. It's perfect weather. It's a lot of fun. It's a great first marathon. It's a great second marathon. This just happened to be for poor Kim and other people who did first time, like a hell mouth opened up during the the, the day. And um, but we got to give you credit because you finished and you did well. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I. I mean, yeah. Ever. I guess if you finish, you do. How well, did you right? feel when you were done? I felt really good. So I think that that to answer your question from yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. I think that you know because I don't have a, a great answer to it other than I actually I ran with my brother my brother Justin hopped in he's run the Philly full mm-hmm. um, as he ran it as his first marathon a few years back beautiful weather of course that day. yeah yeah <laughs> and um, a, a, a bluebird actually sat on his shoulder for fifteen <laughs> of the miles that happens at most of the Philly right, marathons right. except uh, for so he, so he hopped in with me. Um, for like uh, around mile twenty five, mile twenty like yeah. twenty five and a half, um, which was which was great. But um, I think that was when I realized I had a lot more left in me, which I know sounds strange after twenty six miles. But uh, there was no, I wasn't I wasn't any more tired than I had been when I started. I felt like so I really probably should have um, so given you, it a little more. You had the conundrum of. Well, I, I went out at this pace and I kept this pace up, right. and now I have more in the tank. What if I just went out with the pace ten seconds? Right, exactly. Right, don't do that. That's the worst <laughs> thing you can do. Your first, just be like, I did it and I felt good despite yeah. the conditions. And then next time you know, you're like, I'll go out at a pace a little faster, right? Yeah, I mean, if I put in the same training, sure. right? Who knows what next year I would hold? But right. um, yeah, no, I felt great. When I finished, um, I will say we um, went out to eat afterwards, and I felt my knee, which I've had problems with um, previously, I felt it sort of like uh, seizing up, Mm -hmm. if you will. And then um, I had several days where it was excruciating knee pain. Yeah, a day or two after the marathon, that's when you discover, like, yeah, it felt great. And then you're like, wait, not all my body felt great. Right, right. So that was that was the most disappointing part that I um, was handicapped afterwards. Chip <laughs> just carrying you around, carrying you into work. Yeah, it was. I kind of rigged up a thing, kind of like Hannibal Lecter. It was mm-hmm. like on a little dolly, and I just, <laughs> I just pushed her around that way. It was, it was pretty easy. Hey, we're gonna take a little break now, but we're gonna come back with Kim. I have more questions, and these are gonna be more fun questions about uh, first time marathoning. Thoughts to destroy Only at Christmas 
Junk Miles, Episode 7. That's right. This is coming back from break number 3. We are in South Philadelphia. We are with Stanley the dog. Stanley's sleeping, isn't he? Is he a little sleepy? Yeah, he's always just kind of semi-conscious. Yeah. So we're not exactly sure. It's kind of a... It's it's more of a meditative state that he's usually in. I'll set the scene. We got Stanley kind of sleeping, kind of not. Cozying up to Kim's leg. Kim's on the couch next to me. We got... Uh, Chips on a chair, very nice uh, armchair. It is a nice chair. We got a fire going. We have some beers. Let's discuss the beers. What are we drinking? All right, guys. Um, Kim, what are we drinking there? I am drinking Wells Banana Bread beer, now, which I, is not for everyone. I know no. because I tried to offer it to you, and you. I made a stink Really face. shot it yeah. down. I said but no. I will say I love this beer. Oh. I, 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 but I also like beers that have unusual. I like flavor. banana bread a lot. Yeah. But have I just wasn't. This, no, I wasn't ready for it. Okay, well, right. you'd like it. I also like veal. I, like I, or I like chicken parm a lot. Yeah, yeah. But good. I don't want a chicken parm beer. No, no. I, I don't think I'm ready for it. It's you don't. Maybe know. open up your horizons a little. Maybe bit. I apologize. Yeah. You don't want a chicken chicken parm. Chipping. No. I almost said chipping. Uh, chipping parm. <laughs> chipping parm beer. And what are you drinking, Jeffrey? Uh, J- uh, Jim. Chipping parm. I'm drinking. Uh, I'm gonna call you chipping parm. Chipping parm. Chipping parm. <laughs> I'm drinking a dogfish head. Namaste White, Belgian style whipped beer, and it's fantastic. Good. Big fan of Dogfish Head. Big fan of Sam, the guy who runs it. Interviewed him in the past, not dropping names, but kind of know him. Ran the Dogfish Head five the first time they ever did it to 10K, first time they ever did it. So, again, not dropping names, but you know what? Kind of know who they are, kind of know the guy. Um, and they make delicious beer. They do. Now, Chip, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Smithwick's ale. <laughs> yes! Uh, which, uh, which I love when people order it, when you hear people order yes. Smithwick's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm drinking a Smittick's. Yes, uh, Imported premium Irish ale. Uh, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to, I will say... Amber. Amber, it is an amber. Love the amber beers, generally. Uh, Smittick's used to be my favorite beer. There used to be a bar years ago. I did a, co- yeah. a show, comedy show down... Uh, I want to say it was... I forget the name of it, but it's it's a British tavern like that serves British food, which, mm-hmm. uh, contrary to popular uh, belief, it was good. Very mediocre. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, it's it's it was a British bar down. I believe it was right, like on two hundred two. When you go down towards down in Delaware, like you cross over into Delaware, there's the there's the that one uh, like diner ice cream shop that serves everything down past like Christiana, I think. Uh, but anyway, I did a show there, and they were serving this Smithwick's, as mm-hmm. I thought Smithwick's. it was. This, sure. is, this is going back about a decade. And it became my favorite beer. I loved it. And then we went to Ireland. Yes. And I hadn't had beer in a while, but I was like, I have to have it. We had our first Smithwick's, and I was so excited because it was one of my first beers. And I was so excited to have it. It tasted terrible. Awful. Uh, and I was so disappointed because you were excited. About, we were all excited because yeah, I was like, I was trying. There four of us, and we all got it. And, right. On draft. And I made the totally selling it like this is going to be great we're, we're in Dublin yeah. we're sitting in a pub it was t- and I was like well, am I remembering it wrong so we let it go the next night we're in a different town and I was like I'm going to give it one more shot yeah, yeah. it must have been like Bad. a dirty yeah, yeah. like a, yeah. like a dirty tap or something because yeah, yeah. we had it then and it was, and it was delicious. delicious and I, I had way too many Smittics in Ireland and it was delicious the only problem here's the problem Jeff is now I'm back in the US mm-hmm. it doesn't taste the same it's, no, it's, it's different. different across the pond, as they mm-hmm. say. 
Uh, and it's, 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 I still love it. It's, it's good. good nah. But it's, it's not, it's not Ireland's mix. Yeah. But it's, it's still good. Back in 2001, June of 2001, uh, my family, my, my wife, uh, didn't have kids then. My brother, his wife, and my mom, aunts, we took about 20 of my family relatives. We all went to Ireland. Wow. All my grandparents are from Ireland. We have relatives over there. We're like, let's just go over there and have some fun, right? My Aunt Mary, who is my mom's sister and is like literally one of my favorite people in the world. She's like the best person. She has three kids. She stopped drinking for like, she had kids and just stopped drinking. Right. She's like, you know, I, I don't need to drink anymore. Never had a problem, but she just decided to like does not it, drink. Doesn't yeah. having kids make you want to drink more? That's, I don't have uh, them, no, but that would no. be my... Trust me, that's what normally came. That's an excellent mm-hmm. point where you stop having, you have kids, mm-hmm. stop drinking, and then your kids get a little older and you're like... Bring on the wine, bring on the beer. Right. right. She just stopped. So it's like 2001, but she knew, she's like, I'm in Ireland, I'm going to have a beer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what to have. So her first beer she had, back in 2001, Smittix was not in the U.S. Okay. It was only in Ireland. She had one the first night we were there, and it was like... I guess, like, you know when, like, someone first does crack? Yes. And they're just like... Very well. I need this all the time, yeah. nonstop. Yeah. It was like, we flipped the switch on Aunt Mary, and she's just like, well, I'm going to have another, mm-hmm. and another. And literally, it was like, everywhere we stopped, she's like, do they have Semitics? Do they have Semitics? Yeah. And she literally, it was like the Semitics vacation for her, where it was like, I love this. This is the best. I remember how good beer was. Right. It was so good. Go back to the States and have some medics. She yeah. didn't drink anything else. Yeah. She's like, oh, one-time thing. It was great. Like two years later, they started importing it. And now she's a raging alcohol. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Now she's Good for him, right? perfectly functioning woman, lovely, but she loves Smittics. That's like great. You go to bars. They have to have Smittics on tap. You know when you go to her house... Her husband drinks light beer out of cans, which is fine. Right. But if I want a better beer, I will drink Mary Smith's. Okay, good. So it, it was nice to know that it took my teetotaling aunt and turned her back into a drinker. That's great. Right. Thank That's you, wonderful. Smittics. Thank you, Smith's. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I will say that I am somebody who – I like a Smith's. I like a nice amber beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we lived above a foodery for a number of years, yeah. which has all those hundreds of styles of beers. Uh, I, I don't know if I've just regressed in my uh, in my old age as I'm getting getting older. Uh, I am just a sucker for crap beer anymore. Yeah, give me a Miller High Life. Mm-hmm. Give Miller me, High Life, very good. Give me a PBR in a can. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally happy with that. Rather than getting a fancy beer, uh, you know, I, I, even even a Budweiser. Just I'll take a Bud and just uh, just take a crap beer rather than getting some sort of fancy. Oh, what what what? Hold mutual friend shout out. Mutual friend shout out. Chip, speaking of PBR, yeah, uh, I enjoyed a PBR with mutual friend Dave Walk. Dave Walk, yes, good friend of yours. I know. Yes, Dave just... and I, we we like the same music, so we yes. go to the same shows. We will say, "Hey, go to the show." We went and saw a band, uh, a band called Fucked Up. Maybe Effed Up is a better way to call it. Okay, and a band of Descendants, two of uh, our our favorite bands, and uh, we enjoyed PBRs. That's it was great. At, uh, the Electric Factor. Okay. Good where, place to see you show. know, a lot of those things, they have like 22-ounce beers. They try to sell you – I like. They sell you a big beer so you don't have to keep going back. Mm-hmm. Less later. trips. Less right. trips. Right. So, And um, how was the show? Fantastic. Yeah. It was – you know, I'm you know an old guy who pretends he's still young and likes punk rock. Dave's a young guy who can still enjoy the punk rock. Yeah. Um, it was wonderful. 
It was great. Dave and I had a, a less fun experience together oh, recently. No, no, no. Uh, I, w- I would have to say, and Kim was actually involved. Uh, I don't know if you know this, if you're aware of this, but Dave Walk lives literally three blocks from here. Walking we are distance? Walking distance. We're, we're literally in walking distance to Dave Walk. Uh, and we decided, uh, the guys and the gals got together, the mm-hmm. four of us, uh, we went over in a very celebratory, jovial manner mm-hmm. to watch the election results this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How did they turn out? No. Uh, I, I will say, and I don't want to get too political on this podcast, no. the election results <laughs> didn't exactly turn out the way we were hoping or expecting they would be. Yes. Uh, what started out as a fun affair fun, just ended uh, in a much Sorry. sadder ma- manner. And I, as, that'll bring it back to the show, Kim. Well, we had a run planned the day after the election. It was Chip and I and uh, our friend comedian Steve Swan. Steve Swan, mutual friend. Uh, yes, right Yeah, here. and um, sadly, uh, I remember I we got a, a text early, Chip, just saying, hey, uh, I don't think anybody's up for a run today. And I remember I was just crying constantly, and I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, and because Steve uh, texted me and he was like, I don't think, I, he's like, I was up for about, I slept for about two hours last night and I don't think I can run. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Can I tell you another sad part of that night? Yes. Was yeah. that uh, Dave Walk's lovely wife, Rachel. This was my favorite part of the evening, by the way. Had a cake uh, inscribed for the night that said, End of the Patriarchy. <laughs> and we... Uh, 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 Yes, I, I want you to guess. Yes or no? Did we cut and eat the eat the cake anyway? Yes, we did not. No. Wow, is that? Bad? But it here's just here's the other part to that story. She had two cakes made. Yes. Because the first one, she said, wasn't as legible as it needed to be. So there is a end of the patriarchy cake. She she took it from the woman who wrote on it at at Acme, and then realized it wasn't legible enough. So then she just left it in in the eggs. Like she just dropped it <laughs> the into, the, into the eggs. So, that's, so there's an end of the patriarchy the cake, which is just a very random thing to have to have written on a cake. And then she went to Whole Foods and got them to write it because uh, she thought that they could do it a little more legible. Yeah, and Whole Foods getting a cake there only set you back about eighty bucks. Exactly. Right? A cake right. that we didn't end up eating. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh no. Yeah, so that was, I mean, getting back to, a lot of people are like, hey, where have you been, Jeff and Chip, the last two months? Like, you haven't been running. We, you know, we only run because of the way you've encouraged us to run. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, it was a lot of back and forth with our agents. It was also, we had a lot of run planned, runs planned uh, due to weather, due to uh, just schedules. Chip, you're a very busy boy with your schedule. Lately. I am, as are you, and it's... Uh, well, no, honestly, I'm not. I you're not right. anything on it, but you, yeah. you are a uh, professional stand-up comedian. You do a lot of professional stand-up comedian-type things at night. I do, so at, at times I do. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. I, my my running dips in the wintertime. Yeah. I would assume yours does, too, to yes. a certain extent. Uh, how, what is your running schedule in the wintertime, and how do you handle... Temperatures such as this. Okay. I, I have, Chip, on part of our show prep, I have winter running tips. Uh, so I have winter running tips right here. Yeah. Dude, we are so on. And Good. Just, what, what I normally do is I run after the marathon's done, I take a month off. Okay. And that's it. I only take one month off every year, and I start running again in January. Right. I like running in cold weather when it's light out. And here are the tips for running in cold weather for Uncle Jeff. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Vaseline, standard issue Vaseline. Don't feel like a pervert because you're buying Vaseline. You can use it for other things besides what people, you know, 
what people would you know joking or jokingly around. So. Uh, 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 Vaseline fetish is yes, that what you're saying? Right. Okay, good. You just put it uh, your filtrum. Okay. Uh, above your lips, below your lips, nose. Because I think a lot of people, when they run in cold weather, when they're done, they're like, oh, my whole face is chapped. Jeff, I didn't realize my whole face would be chapped. I learned this by, I, I would do this race, the... Uh, the Iditarod. The Iditarod, but I would run with other dogs. Okay. They'd lace me up with right. these dogs. No, chip that. That's, that's not it. Okay. It was the Ocean Drive Marathon for a couple of years. First two years I did it, you literally ran from Cape May straight up the coast. Yeah, now that's a great that's, Sea Isle. It's a great name. It's a little bit of a long name. What if they just What if they just condensed it and just called it the OD Run? Nice. What right? do you think about that? It'd be different. People would have different ideas about okay. what would happen there. Okay. Right. Yeah. So maybe Ocean Drive's a pretty good name. Okay. Right. So when I finished the second year, again my face was, and the guy next to me goes, "No, no Vaseline." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Dude, you got it. The wind. It's 30 degrees." Run along the, and it's in March. Mm-hmm. Need March. Right. It's brutal. Getting back to this Philly run, the coldest run I ever did besides the Philly was the O'Day. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned if you put enough Vaseline all over your face, literally go into the race looking like you had severe burns on your face. Okay. <laughs> and you had to like put this on just and to it, run and, but, and here's the it's not cold when you're running though? Because I feel like no. if you have like water on your face, you know, it's amazing. It, it does cover it, it up. It, just takes your face, and you know, my face makes money for me, right? Obviously, obviously, right? The obviously money maker. yeah. So I like put a lot on, mm-hmm. and it feels good. Like it's just this layer of protection. And when you're running against the wind, it just literally acts as a defense against that. That's and great. And of course, always our, our favorite chip. You know, you do the the, the body glide yep. all over upstairs and down. Upstairs and down. Here's a question for you: Somebody mentioned about I will never wear running tights as a guy. Okay. I I run in January, all throughout January, all throughout February. Shorts mm-hmm. and I have like little pencil legs. It's not like I'm just big run, you know, like right. like some sort of linebacker. Mm-hmm. But I just like my legs to be free and I think running tights look a little silly when you have running shorts over them. Chip, running tights yes or no? A very interesting question. Uh, I've never worn them but I was thinking about asking Santa Claus for them <gasps> this year. I figured maybe give it a shot. Give they a do shot. look a little weird. Uh, do they look weirder without shorts? Me. With shorts? Without, I, they look weirder. Without, they look weirder. Without, they look weirder. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I mean, right, this is time we need Kim's input. Kim, yeah. guys wearing running tights. Go. I'm all for it okay. because you know what? It's if if it's cold enough that you think you need running tights, then I think you should be able to wear them, and it shouldn't be about fashion. That's all. It's okay. a it's a conundrum for me. I, I might enter that world, but I I'm I'm very slowly getting into that world because I don't. Because to be honest, I used to either a just avoid running all winter, or I would go to the gym and just run on the treadmill, okay. which is obviously monotonous. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've I've embraced the cold weather, but I think I may have to adapt that way. What if I just what if I just slather mm. Vaseline all over my legs. Christmas is a fun time. It is a fun time every December. It is also a joy month. I like this holiday a lot. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas is a fun time to get gifts. People stay home for the holidays. They spend time with their children. That's what it is all about. 
Christmas makes people feel right at home. Christmas gives me harmonization. Christmas is Jesus Christ's birthday. That's what it is all about in the mix. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Rock over London, rock on Los Angeles, all state. You're in good hands. And we're back, people. Junk Miles, episode seven. We had some technical things going on, but Kim solved them for us with a backup hard drive. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, so we we're talking about cold weather running tips. I gave one or two. Kim, you have one. I do have one. So running in cold weather sometimes means that you have to run before work or after work, which means it's dark out. Yeah. So what you do is as follows. You get hit by a van. Oh, my God. You have your brother tell your mom, and then she will order for you from a construction website the smallest adult male size available construction reflective construction yeah, yeah. vest, which <laughs> you will then swim in and try try to run in. And it's like I mean, so this is this is what happened. I mean, this is exactly what happened to me. And my mom insisted on it, and she was so proud of herself for for buying me and shipping to me this reflective vest. You are aware your mother listens to this podcast, right? She doesn't know what podcasts are. I think she does listen. No. Okay. I don't I don't think she knows what podcasts are. Your dad listens. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. It's fun right. to pretend people listen. <laughs> yes. Um, no, and I, mean, I mean, it was very nice of her to do this, but, you know, the um, running companies, like, uh, they make... They make things for this purpose. So, right. you know how you can buy like a... Yeah, I have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it probably fits you well. Fits great. And isn't like um, like hanging off of you. Right, right. It's not and built for a 230 pound construction right. worker, right. So she literally... I mean, she sent me the link to what she had purchased. Uh, and it it's from... It's from like a TSA approved <laughs> website. And she, OSHA. But, so, I, I mean, I, I wore it one time... And it's, but it was just, I had to pin it, yeah, like yeah. I had to like fold it over on itself to, to get it to fit right so that I wasn't, uh, you know, that it wasn't like flapping around in front of me and like. So you're saying mm -hmm. reflective running wear, good yeah. for late night, early yeah. morning, yeah. bad if you order it from a non-running site, like a construction yes. um, <laughs> site like Carhartt mm -hmm. or OSHA or something like that, where yeah. they're probably more built for like 230-pound men. Yes. Yeah. Dickies generally aren't for running. Right, right. Also, I mean, related to that, if you're running in the dark, don't run out in front of a van. Don't yeah. run in front of a when van. When you got hit by the van, <laughs> yeah. did it hurt? No, because I, I sort of like bounded off bounded the front off. of it. Bounded off, okay, right, right. It was more surprising because I thought he was stopped and going to stay stopped. Right, and he didn't. He didn't because it was like 5 a.m., dark, right. and wasn't expecting someone to be in front of his, his van. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of your fault. 
I'm not willing to take no, all no. of the blame. Okay. I mean, I think he should have looked for someone in front of his van before continuing on. Understood. Chip? Uh, I have two very brief running tips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, if you're running and a uh, a snowman comes to life and keeps following you and singing songs, what? knock his top hat off. <laughs> oh, wow. Knock his top hat off, and then he will he will go back to just being a stationary snowman. That's a good, that's that's a good, a good tip. tip. Yeah. Also... Let's say you're going for a winter run. Yeah. Uh, it's a group run. Uh, there's a new runner there. Always be friendly. Introduce yourself. If that runner happens to have a glowing red nose, <laughs> don't ostracize him because he may actually be a really good person and he may actually have some skills and uh, something to bring to the table later and you may need something from him. Oh, that's so, a great uh, point. So those are my two winter running tips. I like those running tips. Hey, you know the thing about um, you know a friend, let's, let's say, who's a snowman? Yes. Right? And basically, like, let's say his name's Frosty. He pretty much got around with being a nude snowman, except for a scarf and a hat, right? right? When they introduced his girlfriend, Crystal, okay, she had to wear clothes. She wore like a full-on smock, really? like a an apron-type smock thing. And that's just showing you like the problem between like you know what's okay for men, right, and not okay for women. I don't want to get, I don't want to go blue here, Uh-oh. but uh, I, I guess. Uh, ABC Television didn't want to show those uh, snow lady titties. Is that? Can I say that on the air? Is that? I, I don't like to get vulgar, but I'm assuming that that's what happened. Chip, we've we've done a few episodes where the words snow lady titties have have been it, uttered. It's been uttered. It's been said. It was weird because most of them were in the summer, but mm-hmm. you kept bringing it up. Again, maybe a fetish. A I know. Well, yeah. Snow lady titties would be a good name for a podcast. Oh, it would it'd be a great one. Yeah. Yeah. I like snow lady. Just Snow Lady on its own. Snow Lady right there. Snow Lady's just very like, oh, she was a Snow Lady. Right. And then you mentioned her body parts. Yeah. Pretty funny. Snow Lady Titty sounds like a (laughs) Christmas song that was recorded by, like, the Bloodhound Gang. Like, that would be, like, it's like their version of Father Christmas. Right, Like, we only play this, like, once a year when we're back home with our friends and they requested, because when we were in high school, we did a song called Snow Snow Lady Titties. Everybody thought it was great. By the way, speaking of our uh, Christmas time and our friends. Yes. uh, So, we, we went around the horn and we were talking about our, uh, our beers. Yes. drinking. So, um. This is, and actually we're on round two. Do you want to give your... Oh, yeah. This is Sam Adams White Christmas. Again, I think it's another white beer, like a wit or a white. I have a hard time reading labels. My old man eyes are are not doing great, but it's delicious. And then, Kim, what are we drinking? I've got a Duclaw Sweet Baby Jesus chocolate peanut butter porter. And again, what happened? You showed it to me and I gave a stink face because of one ingredient. Yeah, which is the peanut butter? Yeah, I don't want peanut butter in my no. beer. No. Well, Chip, what do you have then? Well, speaking of, speaking of the devil, oh, I have a can for for the listeners at home. A can of the Maniunk Brewing Company chocolate peanut butter crunch porter. Uh, I'm gonna say it's it's there, there's peanut. I do like the design. There's peanuts all over the outside of the label. I'm not a big fan of the beer. I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's it's not it's not my favorite. It does look like the type of can. I I was a little nervous that when I opened it. Uh, uh, giant snakes. snakes come out. Gonna, it does look like that. Jump out of that. That'd be fun. Too. Yeah, but uh, the reason we're drinking these special beers is because uh, we're doing a uh, Kim and I, and you're joining us tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. this, the twelve beer days of Christmas that our good friend Sam mm-hmm. Deep he ha- has put together. This is our second annual where he and uh, there's six of us all together, uh, and we uh, have a different beer for each of the twelve days of Christmas, and we post it to this private Facebook page. And even though we're not 
right next to each other. We feel like we are together yeah. uh, for the Christmas holidays, and we share the different wonderful beers that we've been drinking. I think that's a great tradition. I think it's uh, using Facebook for good. For good, mm-hmm. not right? evil. Not evil like not you evil. do sometimes. I do. Sometimes I do do that, where I will post fake news items hoping right. to get um, people swayed over to my political point of view. Absolutely. Clickbait. Clickbait. I like to do that. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to Kim. I still have a couple more questions because I think it's fascinating for people who are thinking about running a longer race to know certain things, and especially for someone who just went through it. Um, what would be any advice for a first-time runner? Like, what's the first thing if someone's like, hey, Kim, I want to run a marathon. What's one thing I should know? Well, partially what I already talked about. Don't listen to really sad podcasts. <laughs> Don't listen to depressing, soul-crushing right. thing. Yeah, go but a little I more peppy. I, I mean, and this is not, there's, you know, there's no humor in what I'm going to say. I think it's just you do have to put in the training. I, 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 you know, and that's... That's the hardest part. It really is, and it's not always fun. Let's say you're on your third Sunday where you have to do a 20-mile run, and you're oh, like... Oh, well, my training plan did not call for that much. Oh, no? <laughs> I used uh, Hal Higdon's, oh, yeah. like, novice one. Right. So I think it's, like, his, like, you haven't ever run a marathon mm-hmm. ever, ever plan. And so it, it only goes... You do one 20-mile run. Oh, okay. You do I, like an 18, then a 20, and then you and drop, then you're, and then you start And dropping. did you taper before the... Yeah, so you do like 18, 20, 12, 8, marathon. Wow. Those are your weekends. Like, I'm a DIY guy. Like, I read a marathon plan once. Right. And I just kind of went, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. And then I kind of like talked to somebody else once like six years ago, and they're like, yeah, do 420s, and then taper, and do a 13, and then do the run. And I've been doing that. Sometimes it works out well. Sometimes it doesn't. 420s is a lot. It, it is, but I think what it, it does is you just get used to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like your body eventually will get used to something. I think the hard part is, and I tell people this, it's just like the time that's involved. Yes. Like it's it's a commitment. It's like a, a freelance job. You know what I mean? You work your full job, and then you're like, all right, now I have to train for a marathon. This many miles, a mile takes me this long. Figure it out. And then you're like, that's what you got to do. And if you don't, and like I had a cousin, a friend who like, half-assed train for marathon did the marathon they're like this was the worst thing ever and i barely got through it and i'm like yeah because you didn't right. train enough and that's the thing you wouldn't want your first marathon to be a bad experience because of that yeah because then you'll never want to do one yeah and that's my next question are you going to do another marathon <laughs> kim broadband chip and i were just talking about this i have to say i'm not sure okay. like i really really enjoyed the race itself but the training leading up to it Sometimes got tedious. Yeah. And my concern would be that it was kind. It wasn't so bad this time around because the first time I did, let's say, the 18 mile training run, that was the first time I had ever run 18 miles. Yeah. And the first time I did the 20 mile training run, that was the first time I ever hit 20 miles. But if I do it again, there's no, there's no new. Yeah. No new. There's nothing new. All I could do is improve my time, which you know, of course, would be great. But I don't know. I have to say, the greatest. I feel during the week, like, and I don't mean to say, like, you know, a runner's high, but where I naturally feel organically the best about myself is after a long run, like a 20-mile run, I come back to the house on a Sunday, eat like a maniac, and then I'm like, I just have this sense of calm, and I'm like, Sunday's going to be good, play with the kids a little bit, watch some football, and I best sleep of the week, even though Sunday is an anxiety-filled night for most people. 
if I didn't have that long run on Sunday, I'd probably be up all night being like, oh, shit, work this week, kids, what are we doing? I sleep like a baby because I'm exhausted and I feel good about myself. So you do your long runs on Sundays? Sundays, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the, my plan called yeah. for them on Saturdays, so I just went for it. Right. And I liked it. Yeah. I, I had always, like training for like, let's say Broad Street or something, I'd always done them on Sundays because I just thought of that as mm-hmm. the day. But if you do it Saturday morning, your whole weekend's a Yeah, let's do it. Which we started, and really six months in review, because we, mm-hmm. we started, I want to say July. Yeah, June, uh, July. June, July, we started this podcast. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a great, it's been a joy, uh, all of the listeners out there. Uh, it's been a long, strange trip, as uh, you write in your book. Uh, right. And it's been a lot of fun, but I just want to go back and give a shout out to all our guests so far. Yep. Of course, uh, Miss Kim Broadbent, yep. uh, right here with us right now. Uh, we have, uh, we had John Lyons, yes. uh, the, the founder of Run215 with us. We had a great run through Center City, Philadelphia with him. Uh, we had the wonderful Jen Miller, uh, Jen A. Miller, I believe is yeah, her. Yeah. I'm going to say Anne would be her middle name. I don't remember if we asked her that. I'm going to mm. say Anne. Why not? Like, why not, right? Yeah. Uh, in, I, I want to say maybe a Haddon was involved. Was Collingswood? That? Collingswood. Collingswood. Next to Haddon Field. Hollywood. Home of, I believe home of, or at least... Home of the statue of, of Michael Landon. Michael Landon. Yes. Uh, so that was a good run. Hottest run ever. Ninety six degrees. Really, just just unbearable. And then of course, uh, Mr. John Solomon, who I'm really looking forward to his 25 hour Christmas uh, marathon coming up. That will be Christmas Eve, Chip, and you can listen to that at WPRB Christmas Eve, which is uh, December 24th, 5 p.m. And he will spin records until 5 p.m. the following day, Christmas Day, 24 hours. What year do you think this is of him, of John Solomon doing this? I'm uh, saying, doing a while, I'm going to say 10 years. Uh, Kim, Kim, you want to take a guess? Take a guess. Price is right rules. I'm going to it's higher. 11 years. Oh, right. wow. She did it. John she did. is, I'd say John is 40, he's in his, he's about 43 or 44 right now. You'll be amazed when I tell you it's his 28th year. Wow. Guy's been, he, he first did it when he was a teenager. Wow. Another thing about John, I mean, he loves Christmas, loves Christmas shows. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Not, not, does not celebrate Christmas. Hanukkah guy, but then decided to be like, I'm going to embrace all cultures, all religions. I'm going to do 
my goyim friends a solid, and I'm going to buy a Christmas show for them. And that's that's why we love them so much. Yeah, we love them. Uh, so uh, so I want to thank John Lyons, Jen Miller, Kim Broadbent, uh, John Solomon, and of course, all those guests were wonderful. Yeah, not nearly as good as our our, our greatest guest mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Junk Miles <laughs> podcast history, which would be Carol the Beach Tag Lady. Carol the Beach Tag Lady. She was a uh, a rock on tour storyteller. Yes, she enjoyed. Uh, basically robbing us of time yes she did not want to let us leave i think she was hurting for people to talk to she mm-hmm. really enjoyed talking to us she did she was a little lonely she was a little lonely uh so and if you haven't that whether it be on the beach episode the yeah, episode, episode two, two. Yeah. Uh, jersey we, shore run that was yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh, i would definitely listen listen for carol there uh so yeah so that, that was our year in review and uh many more to come in 2017 we got a lot of good guests coming up a lot of good places we're going to run. We're going to go up to New York, I think. Yeah, I think that would be a I think we'll do one. Central Park. We have a, a comedian friend up there. I'll mention soon. I think we're going to do a run with him. Um, more important, Chip, you and I always talk about buying jeans. Yes. Right? Always talking about that. We almost called this show, show the Denim Brothers. Denim Brothers, yeah. buying jeans with the Denim Brothers, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, You had an interesting experience. Uh, yeah. I think you tweeted it out. or yeah, I did. So I did. You, you tweeted it out. And uh, tell us a little bit about your jean buying experience. Oh, well, to give you a little backstory, I don't really know what jeans to buy anymore. I'm not, you know, like I'm a dad. I just wear like straight fit Levi's number whatever, right? right. And I think we should say for maybe the first time listener who isn't yeah. well versed in this, we were just being a little facetious. We have never spoken of buying jeans. No, we, no, we have not. No, no. we definitely have not. No. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you're 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 just a very basic guy. Levi's. Levi's. It's, it's an American classic. American, and I'm a lot of people call me an American classic. So oh, I think it's I they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so uh, when you have kids, a lot of times when you have kids, you have to like waste time when they're at parties. So. My youngest had to go to like a jump zone party where they just go jump on shit for two hours. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I and my oldest are like, let's go waste some time. This is in King of Prussia. We'll go to the mall. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've been to the mall in six years because of Amazon Prime. No reason to go to the mall. Right. So we go to the mall and there's this part called the court now that is just all high-end stores. Way too high-end. Way too, like literally every store was a high-end furniture store or a high-end fashion store every every store had a security guard mm-hmm. it's like ominous right but before we got to that part uh my oldest wanted to go into a toy store and i'm like i need to go over to the levi's store yep. check out some jeans maybe a new jean jacket so, for jeff so this is the one right by the cheesecake factory. yes is that correct yes. I know exactly what you're talking about yes so chip which i walk in to this Levi store, not any, not a lot of people in there. All right, I was the only one. Okay. Very nice, hip young woman, like you know, just totally hip, cute. And she's like, "Hi, welcome to Levi's." I'm like, "Hi." She's like, "Well, I just want to let you know the relaxed fit jeans uh. are in the back." And she kind of points there, and she kind of like eyed me up, and I'm like, "Okay." And she's like, "And the slim fit newer stuffs up here." So, and she started walking back. Like, so her thing was, she sized me up, and she's right. like, this is relaxed fit dad. And she almost didn't even have to say, like, the slim fit were up here. Right. And she was just, like, ushering me back. And I thought that was appropriate. Yes. But it also kind of, like, hurt me a little bit, thinking, like, maybe she could look at me and be like, hey, sir, let me show you the hip latest jeans right. that you and all the other, you know, American classic hip guys are wearing. Right. Basically, she, she she sized you up at twenty meters out. 
I was, saw you in. Yes, like, I was amazed I she didn't say, let me show you some pants for you, and then walk me over to the docker section at JCPenney. Right, just right. gave you a pair of khakis. Right, just gave me a pair of khakis. <laughs> Chip, have you ever been to the Levi's store? Oddly enough, I have. And it was that Levi's store at the King of Prussia, which is the court, KOP, the court, which was, by the way, which was my, I grew up right by Mm -hmm. there, so that was my mall. We had the court and the King of Prussia. They didn't used to be connected. Now they're connected with that new section. Uh, It used to be, it was a big mall, but it was just a, you just went, there was an arcade, kids were running around. Now it's way too high end. It's like a... The, that new section looks literally like an airport terminal yes. where nobody flies anywhere. That's exactly what I was thinking. And it's uh, so anyway, but I needed a new pair of a uh, pair of dungarees as we yeah, call them. Yeah, dungarees, sure. <laughs> uh, so I'm walking around and I said, and I had Levi's. Those were my last pair. Yeah. And they were a little bit of the baggy Levi's. And oh. I thought, you know what? I could go with a little slimmer. I had slimmer fit in the past. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for a little slimmer fit. So uh, I walk in, not knowing exactly how I'm going to do this, and it was probably about. 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, no no one's around. Comedian time. Comedian, Comedian, you have time, time where other people don't have that time off. Right. Right, right. So I walk in, and this gentleman, once again, <laughs> sized me up right away, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, what can, I, what can I get you? He did ask that, and I said, okay, well, these are Levi's, and I think I would like to get... Other Levi's. <laughs> other Levi's that are maybe a little bit more... Slim fit. These are a right. little bag yummy. I want just a little, little more slim fit. He's like, "What are they?" And he like grabbed me Ooh. by the pant, looked at them, and they were, uh, let's say, five forty ones. I don't know yeah. the numbers. Five, it's like five forty one, five thirty one, five hundred one, five eleven. So I think it was five forty one. He's like, "Okay, what you want to do is do this, this, and this, and you want to get here's your sizes. Uh, you want to get this, and just threw me like, kind of like, <laughs> like, at, like when like a recruit gets his army, gear, yeah, yeah, like, right, at, right. At basic training." <laughs> He threw me that, and he's like, go in there and try them on. He's like, then I did this, this, and this, and this is what I want you to try. I want you. But he's like, but you have to try this pair on first, and then go to this pair. And th-. he had a very scientific method that was – and I was very confused. So I was like, okay, Jeff, I'm, I'm, I took my shoes off, and I was halfway done taking off my own pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. He is knocking on the door and says, how's that first pair feeling for you? Wow. I This guy, I'm, I'm in I'm – in, denim boot camp right now so i was like well i'm not quite ready i'm trying so i threw them on and they weren't quite right and then he's like well try these on for and then he throws another pair over just over the and he's like try this on third and then do the third pair fourth and then i tried this and it was like you know it was like goldilocks it was like these were a little too big Mm -hmm, these were mm -hmm. just right and then another gentleman came and was knocking on the door, saying, "Sir, I heard you needed this," and then threw another pair under. Did the you skull. call for a manager, or no, they just did this on their own? Not at all. Oh, right. I was the only one in the store, so I'm I'm, I'm getting double teamed right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I, they're like, "Try this next one on," and then I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna open it up because I had the one pair on." I was like, "How do these look?" He's like, "I don't like the way they look on the shins. You need to do this." Boom. Threw the shins. shins. Yeah, I think it was the shins. It was a, it was a body part. <laughs> you know, and the shins will will change your life. The the music of the shins. The music of the shins. The music, oh, oh right, it'll right, totally right. change your life, totally. especially if you're. Natalie Portman. If you're Natalie Portman. Zach Braff, Absolutely. Right. Uh, but they uh, they threw me... I, Jeff, I was in and out of that store in, I want to say, under nine minutes. <laughs> I tried on about seven different pairs, and I walked out of that store completely happy because they gave me exactly what I wanted. And, and, and here's a... The, 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 let's and, give a moment. And your shins look great. Thank you. Oh, thank there you, you go. My, my shins do look great. But... The, I don't know how they train these people, Levi's. They're great. Though. But they go in, 
it was I I, I felt it it was it, it it was like going to boot camp. It was like they broke me down and then built me back up. Like I, I was shattered as a human. There being. was one point where you think you didn't deserve jeans. No, right? I did not think I deserved them. And I was like, just give me a skirt and be be done with it. I, right, I, I right. I'm done. And uh, but they gave me a, a very nice pair. I, it would have been much better than I did. And here's the thing: I hate trying on clothes, especially pants. Yeah, you yeah, throw on a pants. shirt. Shirt's not a big deal, right? right. The pants, the worst. But they threw me in and out 15 minutes or less. It had to be less than that. I, w- I was out of there. New pair of jeans. So I want to give a plug to the Levi's store in the King of Prussia. Me order. too. I want to. I, I think I, my experience there. It may not have been great for my psyche or who I was, who I am at the time. It's not about your psyche, Jeff. Right. It's, it's about, about the legs. It's about the legs. Yeah. It's about what I need and yep. getting me in and out of there. Yeah. I oh, I was I was confused and sad most of the time I was in there. Yeah. My head was spinning. I was scared a lot, but uh, it, they they did what they needed to do. Now I have to say, jean buying for for guys is hard, but women like jeans are. It's like a whole other ball game, right? Like they're ex- more expensive. Probably. Probably. And, like, it's just, there's many more different styles and fits and, like... Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, unfortunately, I'm not fashionable enough to know what's in style. I know what's right. in sti- what was in style, like, five years ago. And that's I'm what still you latch on to. Right, of course. Here, here's my trick, though. I don't, I don't really pay attention to the outside layer, mm-hmm. but I wear two pairs of pants from, like... <laughs> October to May. Yeah. Right, right. We're talking October to May. It's the most... I mean, everyone needs to try it. If you're not already doing it, get, so when you get say on that boat. you wear two pairs of pants... Yeah, yeah. I, I now say, ever since Queer Eye from the Straight Guy... Yes. Like, ten years ago, they would say pants instead of pants. Okay, all right. So, uh-huh. like... I, I said that facetiously hit. a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, no, but that's... But is that how they that's, were so I'll be right. like, well, I bought three pair of pants. Uh, they say it like that, like that's maybe not that awkwardly, but though, though they say it like in a it's way, like where, oxen or yeah, deer. they said it in a way where you're like, oh, I guess that could work, yeah. But you would wear, like, you'll wear I one wear, pair, yeah, like, you'll have a pair of jeans under like another pair of jeans, so I don't, or, do, or another different pair. I don't do jeans on jeans because no, I think that would? that would be, yeah, that's too much right. denim. I wear leggings, oh, like, yeah, yeah, but like nice, thick leggings right. underneath my jeans. Are you a cold person, yeah, yeah, so that's why. Yeah, right. and it's it's fine. And it then, works. Yeah, and then I think also you know once I switch over once I, once it's like spring, or like above eighty, mm-hmm. and I ditch the the underpants. Mm-hmm. Not well, you no, know the no, not the not the like panty underpants, <laughs> but the sub layer pants, yes. sub pants. Yes. Once I get rid of that, vortex. then it's like it's an instant diet. Like it almost looks like you lost weight. Huh? So it's, like someone would be like, "Oh, your legs look slimmer." Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah bulked yeah. up. Only got one pair of pants. Yeah, on. yeah. So, two pairs of shorts in the summer. No, oh. you're. No, it's it's. Yeah, it's, it's not just, these. Two guys, a very so. good guess. <laughs> yeah, that is very good. I guess. just think that. So that's yeah. That's I can see that because it's you're at a point where you just want to be warm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like tonight, twenty something degrees. Yeah. And and I think it's important to uh, to stay warm. Guys, I want to talk about my stupid voice. Well, <laughs> make sure this new this new thing is recording here. So we're going to take a super episode seven break. I'm going to hit this button right here, and we'll be back with some more junk miles with Chip, Jeff, and Kim. Welcome back to Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff, uh, episode seven. Uh, I'm going to call it. It's a very special episode mm-hmm. for me because it's the Kim Broadbent episode. Yes, and also the Christmas episode. 
uh, because we are coming up on the holiday season. We are about 10 days out from uh, Christmas as we're recording this. And uh, oddly enough, we just cracked open. Well, you don't really crack it open, but we heated up some nice hot cocoa. Mmm, it's like almost in-your-face runners who we were supposed to run with tonight who we did not run with tonight. Right. They, they, are, they are braving the 20-degree weather out there in the streets of South Philadelphia in the dark. We are sitting inside having beers, hot cocoa, and Christmas cookies by the fire. Right, and we have a, a little Christmas puppy yeah. who's sleeping now. Stanley is uh, he's, Stanley's a lazy lima bean, I'll tell you that. He's slumbering. This is, this is about as much physical activity as he will exert. I, uh, I gave Stanley two carrots tonight, and before I gave him carrots, he gave me his paw. He did. That's a pretty good trick. He has a trick. He knows how to give his paw. He gets his carrots, and well, then he's, he's done. And we taught him that trick after the vet told us that... Uh, Stanley might be simple. He said, the word, he said the word simple. <laughs> and then I thought, I don't think, I don't, I don't want to have a simple dog. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to see if he can learn a trick. And he learned one. Yeah. And that is what he's going to, he's not going to learn anything past that. That's it. Because let's say, let's face it. He is simple. Yes. <laughs> He's a simple dog. Simple, but we simple love Stanley. We thought yes. he was going blind potentially because he didn't seem to be able to find anything right in front of him. And it's And so simple. we asked the vet and he threw cotton balls at him. Because that's the eye test. You, you, here's the thing. Even with smart dogs, you can't show them the eye chart because they don't know the letters. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Right. Oh. So what they do is they take the little cotton balls and they throw them at him. And then if he ducks... Did yeah. he duck when he had... He did duck, so he sees them. Yeah, he reacted. He saw them coming Good at him. Good boy, Stanley. Good yeah. boy. You're not Which simple. Which means... Well, that meant that he was, was simple, and that's why he wasn't finding things in front of him. It wasn't that he was losing oh. his eyesight. Right. Well, wouldn't you rather your dog be kind of simple? I wouldn't want a dog too smart. I wouldn't want a dog out crafting me. Oh, absolutely <laughs> right? not. No. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like like a like a dog where you say something about like <laughs> oh well you know it, it, in Homer's the Iliad he mentions and then your dog is like well actually actually you don't want your dog actually actually the, no right. that was right. yes uh, so we are coming up on the holidays yes uh, Christmas, Christmas and, and such uh, Jeff what are you doing for the big holiday anything special uh, I celebrate Christmas with my family and uh, you know it's all about just getting stuff for your kids luckily my kids aren't very acquisitive like they're not like i want this here are my christmas list i'm thankful that they're very like oh okay yeah whatever like i like this and this and then like this is weird but i do all of their christmas shop i buy their clothes okay i enjoy buying Ah, my girls good for you i've been buying their clothes every christmas i kind of like it and part of it is i want them to stay young they're 11 and 8 they're both very tall. And they're still wearing onesies, which I yeah, find I, I want to dress very them young. very young. Very so young. it's a lot of onesies. <laughs> it's a lot of like, you know, just cute little like, um, you know, big bows in the hair. Right. And, you know, like stuff like that. Like that normal two-year-olds would wear. And exactly. I, I, it's hard to find. Yeah. But no, I like I, I enjoy buying them. them. I, I like shopping. I like Christmas shopping. Right. I get in the spirit. I think it's fun. Uh, Christmas lights. You know, we, we do all that. Um, Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the year. Mine too. Right? Mine too. Kim, favorite day of the year. What do we got? Hers is Pearl Harbor Day, which I think is really not, it's not a day to celebrate. But But I know you're a big World War II person, but the thing about World War II person is I would have liked if you were on the side of of the Allies, not the Axis. Right. 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 Like you you love that, that we lost these wars. Like that was your thing. Oh, no, that was, maybe that's not you, Kim. Maybe that was somebody else. That was somebody else, I think. Okay, yeah, I don't want to put that else, on yeah. Um What do you guys do? Like, what? how long have you two been together now? Uh, so it's coming up on a 
decade. decade By of... the time we record our next podcast, it will probably be a decade. What's like a tradition that a chantry and a broadbent together on a holiday would, would partake in? Well, I, I would say uh, the big tradition for me, and Kim has become part of this, is that my parents have a big Christmas Eve. That's ever since no. I was little. Yeah. Uh, they started the year I was born. Uh, so they have a, a Christmas uh, open house every uh, Christmas Eve from about you know from about dinner time through the wee hours of the morning and uh, friends family people come all over and we uh, we go over to my parents house and then her and I uh, usually we stay there you have a few yeah, have yeah. a few beverages and you sleep over we sleep over nice that's, that's great awesome. wake up the next morning we'll go to her mom's house for a little mm-hmm. lunch usually go to my brother's house yeah. uh, this year so, uh, so that's that's what we're doing. Planetarium? He, Just uh, give a shout out. As we speak, yes, my brother, speaking of my brother, my baby brother, my, I have one brother, he's two years younger than I am. He is the planetarium director for Methacton School District. Uh, they have a planetarium in the middle school, and he used to be a teacher, and he's now moved into the position where he runs the planetarium. And tonight, uh, he is doing a special uh, holiday, to, actually, two shows at an early show and a late Laser show. Laser Pink Floyd. Laser Pink Floyd for the holidays. <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and it's a Pink Floyd's Christmas album. Very sprawling. Kind of, awesome. You're a Pink Floyd fan. Big Jay. Pink Floyd fan. You're actually drinking from Pink Floyd. I have Pink Floyd album glasses. You oh got, my you God. You got Dark Side of the Moon. I'm going to take a big swig. Take of a swig of that uh, mm. Pink Floyd. I have six mm. pint glasses. Actually, I think we have 12 of them now because we have yeah. two sets. Uh, one with each album on it. We have, uh, this is like the Delish Side of the Moon. Is it? Oh, the Delish mm. Side of the Moon. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So I have, a, I, have a, I have a Dark Side of the Moon one. I have an Animals one, a Division Bell one, now, and I, I Wish You Were Here one. Well... I have to ask you, the thing that I love the most about PBS is PBS fundraisers love nothing more than Pink Floyd cover bands. Oh. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but they do things where like, hey, we're going to give you, if you donate money now, mm-hmm. we're going to have um, Brit Floyd, which is the Brit- British Pink Floyd cover band. Right. There's an Australian the one. The Australian Pink Floyd. I've seen them in concert. Right. Wonderful. So there's four... Mm-hmm. Of these Pink Floyd cover bands that go out on tour and draw as many people as Pink Floyd yes. would coming, and like I got into the rabbit hole on Wiki of like who's the best, who does what, and it's fascinating. Who now? Who is the best? Well, everyone will tell you different, right. but I mean, like Brit Floyd. Then there's and a couple of them have like names that are plays off of you know. I it's like the machine, I think. Yeah, the machine's one. Machine, there's yeah. one in Austin, and like one's a little more artsy, takes more liberties. But the two top ones are like note perfect. Yes, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they literally like all the nerds are like, excuse me, you know, in this uh, song off of Presence, I did note I'm not Presence, whatever. Like yeah. I did notice that. Uh, let's just say one of these days, side yes. two of metal. Yes, they'll be like uh, in the 14th minute. I noticed something was a little off. Yes, and and then they'll have to work on that, right? It's it's pretty amazing how uh, in depth these guys get. We so you have seen these pink a Pink Floyd cover band. I saw the I believe the Australian Pink Floyd yes. experience at the Tower Theater, and they were amazing. Uh, and then I I've seen Roger Waters twice. Do you think like do these Pink Floyd cover bands like do they have to like I have no idea do they pay royalties like how do you go out. I don't know how that works right. exactly because you, lic- you license it. I imagine. It, I, I'm assuming Pink Floyd is getting like David Gilmour is getting a kickback. You would assume. You would assume. I, I, would I don't know how that works because I know you can just play a cover band 
I think it's all about how you advertise it because it's a, I can be you and I can have a band and, and we will of, we will someday we'll obviously have a band someday and in the middle of our set we can just play Shine on Your Crazy Diamond for free yeah but I think if we said playing the music of Pink Floyd I don't think we're allowed to say that on a on a on a bill on a on a could billboard. we possibly change the name of this podcast Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. A Pink Floyd experience. I think we'd have to give Roger Waters a little bit of money. No, let's not do that. That's just our budget is very small as it is. Yeah, that's that's all right. We'll, so, we'll okay. do it. Speak, okay, speaking of that, uh, let's let's go with this. Give me your, your favorite, or you can even throw a few, and and I'm going to throw this out to the to the peanut gallery. Uh, favorite Christmas song to listen to. It could be a standard. It yeah, could yeah. be a hymn, or it could be like a yeah. rock and roll, or hey, let's face it, hip hop mm-hmm. uh, rendition of a Christmas song. Kim. You like Christmas, right? Yeah. You're a fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I'm, and I apologize. I'm not the huge music fan that, no, that you guys are. No, no, need to be. Um, so the band that's all instrumental. Mannheim Steamroller? No. Trans-Siberian. Yes. Trans-Siberian. Yes. Trans-Siberian. And like that really popular one. Carol the Bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're that into one, that. I, yeah, the, song, the one that I don't know the band or the name of the song. Yeah. That's the one I Obviously would Obviously very dear to your heart. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's a Stone Cold classic. Yeah. yeah. yeah you gotta love that. I really like that one. By the way, speaking of bands, her favorite band of all time. It's getting back I, know, I know who it is. Just announced they're getting back together. They're who getting is back that? together. It's Ed Kowalczyk and Live. Ed Kowalczyk and Live getting back together. So exciting. Unless they get into another fight. Now, right. what brought them back together besides the monetary gain? Oh, that I'm sure I think you were. just called it yes. right there, Jeffrey. I, I mean, I don't think that they actually like each other any more than they did when they were in, like fighting each other in Was court. he like just a prima donna? I who, think so. Did, here's a question. Did he own all the songwriting? Did he own... Or did he? I think, well, they both were allowed to perform the same songs, but he was not allowed to perform as live, and they were with a new singer. So Mm. I don't know exactly how that all played out. So then they got rid of their quasi Kowalczyk, brought back the real Kowalczyk. I mean, that's what they are doing. Yeah. But Did you see live without Ed? Yes. We did. And was their singer up to snuff? He was amazing. Pretty good. He was amazing. Yeah. And actually, I'll say that uh, some comments on Facebook about their coming back together. People really seem to... I, I want to say his name was Chris, but I could be wrong. The the singer who took over for yeah. Ed. People really liked him. Yeah, He, he so had an amazing voice, and um, and I think there's some angry yeah. live fans out there who actually don't want Ed back. Yeah. And, and we actually saw Ed uh, solo a couple mm-hmm. of times. We actually yeah. got to meet him uh, yes. at uh, Steel Stacks in Bethlehem a couple of years ago. Good guy? Uh, it, was, it was a meet and greet. You take a picture. He yeah. was very quiet. It was after the show. He was... Very pleasant, but yeah. there wasn't he much signed, back and forth. He signed the forth. CD. And... Mm-hmm. Does Live have a Christmas song? I Not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Chip, what's your favorite Christmas song? You know, the one that really... I, I do love Nat King Cole's, I believe it's called, is it uh, like Chestnuts Roasting? Yeah, the Christmas song. The Christmas song. Yeah, I, just, I, that one just... That's a, it's a classic. Yep. Um, I will say, I think my favorite, if I really... If I, one that really gets me excited is uh, Father Christmas by the Kinks. No, ah, that's, yes, that's, yes. I, I believe it's called Father Christmas. I yeah. I just, Give me some money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I love that one. I, I, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, the waitresses. You Christmas. Love I love that Merry one Christmas. too. I, Christmas. I don't get tired of that. I think it's fun. Uh, she died. I know. That's so sad. So sad. She's young. Uh, and uh, the Beach Boys put out, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. Uh, they have a couple of 
Christmas. I think there's actually a Christmas album that's all Beach Boys, and it's. When you met um, the Beach Boys, did you get to play with them? Like John Stamos met them and ended up playing drums for them. Playing drums. Did, did you any sort of? I did not play any instruments, but it was great. I got to I got to take my buddy Rob Banowitz and my parents backstage. Bananowitz. Bananowitz. Does anyone call him that? No. You know we should. I all bet right, you some get back third graders that. did okay. at one point. Uh, but uh, but we get to meet the Beach Boys, and it wasn't Brian, but it was Mike Love, who was very pleasant for them. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Johnston. Yeah, yeah. Who was another Bruce, Beach Boy. Sure. Very pleasant guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, my favorite thing about Bruce Johnston, you would actually, I don't know if I told you about this, because uh, you're a Jersey Shore guy. So we saw them at the Borgata, mm-hmm. and uh, my buddy Rob and I just kept giggling through the concert because, so Bruce Johnston plays keyboards, and he sings, and they would do, there's a number of songs, if you don't know, where the Beach Boys just rattle off different towns across the country or mm-hmm. world, like Surfing USA or California Girls. It's like Philadelphia Girls, this girl's in Dallas, blah, blah, blah. And Bruce Johnston had some friends, I think, in the crowd, and he knew that they were from the neighboring town of Atlantic City, which do you know what that Brigantine. is? Brigantine. Brigantine. Of course. He said in the middle of it, they're like, Surfing in California, Surfing in Florida, Brigantine. and he just goes, Brigantine. And a pocket of people really start laughing. Bruce Johnson, he got so excited by the cheers. He must have said Brigantine ten times throughout the concert. He was he just go, He'd be like, Brigantine. Right. Like, he would just start screaming. Like, you know, it would just be in, like, a little surfer girl talking sure. about a girl on the board. And she would, he would just be like, Brigantine. God only knows Brigantine. And you're like, all right, well, we get it, Bruce. And he just keeps throwing it in there, right? Exactly. My grandfather and me salute John Brigantine. Yeah. Right. That's... That's what we do. Some of the greatest songs right. ever written about Brigantine. You guys have got to start that band you were just talking about. Uh, yeah, it's good. Be like, yeah, You're we're good. pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty good about certain like musical things. Like harmonizing. Harmonizing. Now, 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 speaking of Christmas, I, I have a question, and I don't want to get too personal with you, oh. and you don't have to answer this question. Uh, do, I believe in Jesus. That's exactly what I was going to ask okay. you. I'm do a, you go to mm-hmm. is, do you go to church on Christmas or Christmas Eve? Yes, we uh, we go to. Um, Thing about me, I grew up Catholic. Okay. My wife grew up that. miscellaneous. Okay. I think she's Methodist or Protestant. Not really sure. It's a, it's a kind of a gray area. Yeah. Um, we're still trying to figure out a religion for our kids. Uh, you know, we'll eventually get there. Yeah. Uh, my kids went to a Methodist preschool. We really like the church, um, and we really like the people. So they're not there anymore, but we still go to mass there. Right. So it's fun. We go. There's a children's mass. They dress up kids as like little like animals who go and they, they recreate like the manger scene and all that. Right, stuff right, like right. That. So it's lovely. It's like now, a nice family mess. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I not that religion is about convenience. Oh yeah. Uh, I did a comedy show right around the corner from you at That's an Armenian crazy. Catholic church. Yeah, it's Catholic Armenian, yeah, Armenian church. Catholic church. Yeah. Why don't you just go to the Armenian church? I should. Is it, is it because you're not Armenian? I think the problem with with that is Armenians are very certain very good looking dark haired like there's a there's a, if we went in it would just be so disconcerting to everybody else right i am a pasty white irish guy if yes. i walked in there they would all just kind of be like, <gasps> right right and it, yeah. this isn't good for our overall look right what we're about and i think it'd be too jarred uh, I don't go as much as i used to right uh, you know we did growing up we go to the old lutheran church lutherans do the whole thing uh uh, but you know, it's more about family now. I don't get a chance to go. Um, Lutherans are a lot of people Catholic light. It is very Catholic, right? Very yeah. Catholic light. It's diet yeah. Catholic. It's, right, right. It's something it, that I'm saying. Jesus, into. just less guilt. Right, that's yeah, basically yeah. what it is. Uh, Kim, now you don't. 
go you don't go to church Christmas either. Uh, but I do you not. used to though, is that right? That's correct. Did you grow up church in it? Yeah, we um we went to a a UCC church, my family, United yes. Church of Christ, which is yep. like if um, Lutheran is Catholic light, then UCC is like Lutheran light. Super light, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, any, it's like it's like Catholic zero. Anything yeah. goes, yeah. which is fine. Um, and you know, uh, I guess my the most memorable night of the year would have been was the Christmas Eve service for sure. And um, did you you like the candles and all that? Right. Love did it. you guys? Yeah. I mean, that's a, is that a thing? Oh yeah, other, okay. You do, you, 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 the, the lights, the the lights, lights come down. down. You give, okay. you give the the candle and it has right. like the little it's like that's, a sword foil thing that yeah, doesn't so it doesn't trip right, 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 right and okay. it lights up it's all exciting I say actually cute story my grandmother who was a well I'll be the judge if it's cute okay you, you tell, tell you tell right. yeah uh, my grandmother was a sweet lady uh, when I was in high school what we did so we always had that open house mm-hmm. at my parents house from like six p.m. on to three in the morning uh, but for whatever reason I would take my grandmother to the I think it was an eleven o'clock service so it would be over at mid Midnight. Yeah. So we would leave the party. I would drive her like as a teenager. Her and I would go together. Aww. We'd do the thing. The lights come down. And there's no, there wouldn't be a big crowd. And then I would drive my grandmother back and we would go back to the party at like one in the morning and yeah. keep partying. It was great. It was a lot of fun. So we used to do that. So Kim, you used to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, the specific one that I'm, that, that I have in my memory best is the last time I was at that church. Which would have um, been about how old for you? I'm going to say I was maybe in junior high. And this was the last time you were there at Christmas or the last time you were at that church? One and the same. Okay. So you uh, haven't been back since this Christmas. That Christmas. That, that Christmas. That's correct. Um, so we would go, we went as a family. My grandma was with us, I believe. Um, my dad and mom and my brother. I have an older, uh, my brother's two years older than me, uh, which was always fun. So the, you know, the lights go down. It's it's time for a silent night or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. And we've everyone's got their candle lit, and we're sitting in the pews. And my brother, freaking, I had I had long hair at the time, I guess, and he <laughs> decides that it would be fun to try to set my hair on fire with his candle. Sounds fun, <laughs> of course. Sounds like a good Christmas steel tide. How old was your brother? At this well, time? so he's two years older than me. Yeah. So I mean, I I want to say I was it was around when I was in junior high. So yeah. maybe he was like early high school or yeah. junior high also. Just pranking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Christmas, Christmas pranks. Harmless prank, lighting a and, sibling um, on fire. Right. <laughs> sure, on Christmas. So here's what happened, though, the, and the reason why we haven't been back. Um, he burnt down the church. No, no actually. Although the, yeah, the church, although did, the church burn did burn down at one point. Where, was a broadband involved? <laughs> I know. No. Hey, we cannot confirm nor deny. No, no. but um, essentially what, what happened at this specific moment is that uh, my brother, Justin, tried to set my hair on fire. Yeah. And both he and I were, and he's like, you know, but he's also, I'm trying not to get wax on me from his candle, my candle. And they decide, you know, the, the singing then stops and then you're in this moment of silence that seems to last forever. And both he and I are trying, we're like holding in this, like, like we want to, we need to laugh. Like we right. need to let it out. And neither of us can. And we're like, you know, it's the, what are you, you've got like the red face and you're trying to keep it in. Both he and I let out this like squeal i don't know like a like a yelp maybe (laughs) during this moment of silence and it was my my grandmother apparently was mortified i mean it was like one of those like echoing yeah yeah sure um (laughs) and my mom i feel like you know she didn't do anything at the time she was like just kind of like scolded us and tried to like shush us 
but I want to say that afterwards she she uh, nicely told us that we were not welcome back there, and we haven't we we didn't go back. So self self imposed exile yeah. from the UCC wow. church. Yeah, like, and I don't know if it was that she was so embarrassed that maybe she got a look from the pastor and was, or like maybe she was talked to afterwards, or maybe well, my grandma talked to her yeah, and was yeah. like, "You can't." But yeah, we didn't. But think about now you freed up Christmas Eve for a couple hours, right? Yeah, like right. you're no longer bad thing. You're not allowed in the church that you found much joy and comfort in throughout your yeah. whole life. Yeah, what if you're Good part, you have Christmas Eve kind of open. Right. Yeah, like your, your mom just wants to have a nice, relaxed... That would be great to be like, yeah. hey, we're no longer welcome at Uncle Harvey's for Thanksgiving. Then you don't have to go to Uncle Harvey's for right, Thanksgiving right. anymore. That's a brilliant move on your mom's have part. You, has your mom asked you, your brother, to light your hair and, father, <laughs> hair and fire in other places so you don't have to like do that anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it part of the thing? No. No? no I can, okay. Thankfully, I can say that... Uh, like, we're no longer welcome at Epcot yeah. Center. Then right. you never have to pay right. to go again. Right. Right. Burning it, Harris. It was really yeah. Smell. I mean, and it was like like we had tears rolling yeah. down, like trying to just not make a scene. So then we made a scene, yeah, <laughs> like a a big scene. Chip, at your at, at the at the uh, the open house, your parents. Yes. Now that you by know, the way, you're invited. You and the whole family. If you're around, stop on by. Maybe maybe we will. Chip, isn't wanna... everyone? Everyone's invited, right? Everyone's invited. It's Every... an open house. Do I don't want to say the address, listening? but I will tell you the address off air. That'd be nice. I'd, yeah. I appreciate that. I wouldn't. Have to, I wouldn't want to have to guess. Right. Because um, it is. There will be some some comedian folk that usually my, hang my, out. My question to you is: since you're an established comedian now, when people go to the house, do they expect you to do a little performance, or are they just like, let's just let Chip enjoy a night, or are you out on the porch? I think they know better they know than better. to ask. I just, I just want to, yeah, enjoy, just sit back, have a drink or three, and have a little chit chat. I, you know, I, I can be social sometimes, but then I just want to, I need my time. I'm, I'm the type of guy at a party, especially if it's at my parents' house or like at a, at my house. Like, I'll just excuse myself every forty five minutes and just go either just go stand in the bathroom for five minutes sure. where it's just quiet and get away from everybody, and then yeah, I can, I can recharge and then be like, all right, I have the energy. I think I'm. What somebody calls like an uh, I forget what they call it, like an introvert extrovert. I, mm-hmm. I I'm an introvert, but I know that I should be sociable. But it it yeah, wears yeah. on me. It, it 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 takes a lot of emotional energy to be the life of the party or the guy, and then I need to just get away for a few minutes, and then all right, collect myself, and then be like, all right, now I can go talk to this person again. That's interesting. How long do you like five minutes? Can you kind of just five minutes? Yeah, that's what it takes. Yeah, like I'll go, I'll like I'll stand outside, maybe I'll just like look at my phone for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of like recenter and be like, all right, now, okay, now I can go. Do you feel you always have to be on? Not really, but you, you know, in a party situation, you certain extent you kind of are on, especially some. Yeah, yeah. Like some of these people we don't see. Some of these people show up. My dad used to work at a grocery store back in the seventies. Yeah, and people are still people still. And they don't work with them. They they don't even talk to them anymore. It's like you, you lose touch with people. Yeah. But they just still show up every year to our house on... The food must be good. Food, food's decent. Food's pretty food's decent. decent. There's yeah. air hockey. Mm-hmm. Air hockey is uh, played. Your girls can play that. They love air hockey. It's there. It's ready to go. We play every summer. Yeah. And it's a... So it's a, it's a fun time. Everybody... But everybody just shows up and people just know each other from my parents' party. It's like... It's nice. My aunt knows the guy that used to work with my dad in the 70s and they never see each other except for... But they know they can always show up on Christmas Eve and everybody just gets together. The Stanley guy? Uh, he does for part of the time. Like, he'll go at the beginning, and then usually his, her mom, who will be there, she'll take him back to her place. Because he's, 
he would be scrounging for food. Yeah. Yeah, he'll stay overnight there, and then we end up at my mom's in the morning, and that's where we Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song High above the trees with a voice as big as the sea as big as the sea people this is uh junk miles episode seven this is going to be the last part of episode it could be a two-parter who knows we've been talking a lot we're having a lot of fun it's like a holiday show i've had three different types of beverages i've had water hot cocoa and, and a couple beers it's been wonderful if you ever get a chance to hang out with the broad brent chantries of south philadelphia <laughs> definitely do it there's a lot of good beverages there you get to meet stanley a lot of other good stuff getting back to running now kim like I come from a family like no one runs. I have one cousin who runs. And so when we have family parties, we get together and it's nice. Like Bridget and I will just chat up about running like she does half marathons. And then most people like, they'll be like, hey, I heard you did another marathon. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right. And they don't want to talk about it. But if someone's like, hey, I'd like to talk about it. I'm like, let's talk. You know, like I like kind of talking about it. Now, Chip, do you have family members who run or is it? I have some uh, kind of in your uh, yeah in your I have uh, I have a cousin who mm. he and his wife run marathons uh, big time yeah uh, and then I had another cousin who she used to run mm. a lot of marathons but uh, not, not just other some novice runners but not really now Kim like you know we're we're Facebook friends and friends in real life and I see <laughs> that your family it's like I see the broadbands I'm like that is one fit family like they seem like they're running nonstop yes Never so stop. is that Something that you find enjoyable, like the camaraderie of running, is it? I mean, you obviously have you know camaraderie with your family, and it's interesting because um, so my dad, my dad's been running since college, and now he's in his late sixties, and he's still very fast. Yeah, um, like insanely fast. Yeah, he, he runs I'm, like what seven forty miles, like at a, at a half marathon. Yeah, so yeah, no, he's he's very. Yeah. He's very fast. Might be faster than that too. I, I don't yeah, don't under- undersell. I don't want to undersell. No, I think you're about. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and then his wife Annabelle is faster. Yeah. Uh, even. And then there's my brother who. She, and you should say she, Annabelle, just ran, represented the United States yeah. down in, in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. There was some big uh, international run, and she uh, was one of the. Uh, yeah. 
people from the United States represented the U.S. of A. Wow. Yeah. Patriot. She's, I mean, she's amazing at, uh, when it comes to running. And, and um, I, I've certainly learned a lot from her in terms of just tips. Like even for the marathon, like I said, she's the one who suggested putting my bib, taping, yeah. you know, attaching the bib to my to my upper thigh so there was no issues with getting layers off. And it was a, it was a really smart idea. Um, my brother uh, has run, I think, three marathons now. And he's very fast, too. He's, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> he and my dad are um, about the same pace right, right now, which is interesting because my brother is uh, late 30s, my dad mid to late 60s, but my dad's been running for so many years. Do they run together? Do they do races they together? They have. They have. They they ran, um, I want to say my maybe my brother's first Broad Street together. Uh, I, and I think they ran it around like a 750 pace and... Um, and and then my brother's girlfriend Erica, she's also an avid runner, and she's very fast too. She just ran her first marathon this year. She ran the Marine Corps. Uh, it was a very warm day. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you've done that one, right? I've done the Marine Corps. It's a pretty awesome experience. Yeah, very emotional. She seemed like, to, to crazy really... emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, don't they show the movie Philadelphia <laughs> while we run? Is that I think that's a part that really really draws the heartstrings. They, uh, I think it was like mile like. 20 or so you're running along in dc you know there's that whole i can never remember the name is it's not the promenade or whatever but it's like you know where the lincoln memorial and the the, the big obelisk you know whatever right. that is and the washington monument washington monument and then like along the lines they had like just pictures of all the fall marines from like you know the recent you know conflicts and wars and you're literally like crying wow and you're then you get to like the end and like the last thing like 50 yards you go with this weird zigzag uphill and there's this marines like yelling at you wow you can do it you know like come on come on and you could literally be at death's door yeah but when you have marines screaming at you (laughs) yeah it was the greatest finish i ever had you know it's just like because i'm like i'm not letting these guys down right because you know they probably thought i was a marine right right like one of their brethren obviously obviously right so um yeah so that's that that's a pretty emotional thing and, you know, and I was listening to podcasts about people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the problem, the, okay, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. So you have all these people then, you know, I have all these people close yeah. to me that are that are great runners. And so you can learn a lot from them. Um, and I will also say they all came out to to support me for my first marathon. They stood out there, Chip and, and them and my mom and, and her boyfriend, and they stood out there for hours uh, in the cold. Yeah. I think they had it worse than us. They than really they did because we were running. Because you got warm eventually, yeah, yeah. and these guys never did. Oh, yeah. Now, we were able to layer, but at the same day, it was yeah, chilly. Yeah, but still. Yeah, right. Still. Um, but the thing is, I'm by far the slowest runner out of that group, uh, out of my family. And so... In that sense, I always feel like somewhat of a disappointment. But someone has to be the slowest. Well, that's a, you, you, that's the thing. I think when you get older too, you're like time doesn't matter. Like I, I don't think I. You know, it's like I've gotten progressively slower with each one, just because when you get, you know, I'm in my 40s, and it's just your body changes and you get slower. No matter what I do, I could probably work a lot harder to keep up with it, but I'm not going to, and I'm like fine with that. But I think. It's kind of like you guys can all hang out and turn it off and not talk about running if you're all just chilling out, right? I mean, 
Yeah, except that it is like the topic to. It's the one thing we all have in common. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> it I gives think us it's, something to talk about. I think it's nice because I think I lack that with a lot of like family and friends. Like every now and then, like all friends are interested, and it's just like I'm interested in what they do. You know, like a lot of people are just into like my brother-in-law, future brother-in-law, like dating my sister-in-law. It's like he's really into guitar now, and I'll just ask him like questions like and i find it fascinating you know what i mean and he's not he'll reciprocate niceness but like, tell me about your latest run and it's just like a nice thing like mm-hmm. you have an interest people are interested and you kind of discuss it i would imagine though if everybody's like just super fast and it's just all runners maybe you can get a bit much well it is um it's good motivation in the sense that if i'm running there have been multiple races where I'm out there, and it's a race that my dad and 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 his wife Annabelle are running, and my brother and his girlfriend and Chip, and I know that they're all ahead of me somewhere, mm-hmm. and specifically I know that my dad will end up finishing and will be antsy, and will <laughs> so it's it's a motivation to run faster because I'm like he's waiting for me already. He wants probably. to go to brunch. Uh-huh. We have reservations. <laughs> he for... is already at the finish line, like checking his watch. When is she gonna come in? <laughs> I don't know that he's doing that, but I'm, you know, sometimes he probably is. Um, I have some races coming up in Philly that I think are fun. Yeah. Okay. That what I do think you got? we should talk about. Um, February 18th in Ambler. Ambler's a nice little town out near Fort Washington. Frostbite 5. I did it a couple times many years ago. It's really cold, February, mm-hmm. but, you know, now that Kim and I have run in maybe one of the coldest races, <laughs> right. nothing yeah. else will even will ever matter. It's a great, fun five mile run. That's Ambler, uh, February 18th. Frostbite 5. Love Run is coming up. That's in March 26. That's like we have four half marathons in Philly, maybe five now. Yeah. That's amazing. That was the one that we did the relay, right? We did the relay last year. They they added that option and um, talk about thinking that people were waiting for you. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> no, it was the fastest I've ever run by yeah. far. Yeah, because you know, Our, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. And you I don't want to let your team down. I, it was, it's the end of March, right? I had just gotten over, I had one of the most sickness sick I've ever been. I had bronchitis for like I was in bed for a week, and this was like about two weeks after that. So not only was I still sick and I wasn't running, yeah. And then I had to do the longest run in the or the fastest run in the cold, and I was I was I, we did what three miles, and I was ready to drop. Dead. Yeah, we did we did boys versus girls, nice. yes. boys team versus girls team, girls team won. Of course, they did. They did. Nice because we had Annabelle on our team. That's a uh, yeah. I've never done that, but. Hey, if you're in Philly and you want to do a uh, half marathon, it's one of the four you can choose from. Ocean Drive Marathon, I mentioned that earlier. Think about the Ocean Drive, I mentioned earlier, Chip and Kim. It used to be uh, Cape May straight up to Sea Isle. Mm-hmm. So you, you drive there, park your car in Sea Isle, take a bus ride down to the starting line so that right. at the finish you'd have your car. They've gotten so many complaints over the years. They're like, all right, screw it. We're going to do, instead of point to point, we're going to do an up and back now. Yeah. So this year, Sea Isle City run 13.1 down past Stone Harbor and come back. Okay. The main reason why is the wind is so bad, and Mm. every year there's a headwind. There's never been a wind at your back. Tailwind. So they're like, finally, we're going to give you guys a break. You get a headwind, and we can definitely guarantee a tailwind at the back. Uh, Is that on the boardwalk? No, the th- th- this is another thing that's really odd about it. People are like, oh, I'll run the ocean, right? I'll run along the ocean drive. 10%, 15% uh, walk. Hmm. You are literally like running like a block or two inland, and you're running 
because of the way it's set up down in South Jersey, there's this inlet. So there's bridges between each town. Right, right. So you have to run about four blocks in, go over a bridge, then run down, run towards kind of like the ocean. But you never really run on a boardwalk or the ocean because there really aren't any until you get to like Sea Isle. They have like the promenade. Right. <laughs> so the first time I did it, I'm like, oh, we run along the ocean. It was like 15%. In Ocean City, I mean, it was Ocean City. Part of it... I was on the boardwalk running. Like, this is great. And then most of it, near the end, there's a point where you're at, like, Avalon. You're running through people's backyards, and there's no crowd support either. It's March. It's freezing. I was questioning, am I still part of the race? A woman walked out of her backyard with, like, a coffee cup. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm on a marathon. I go, I'm running a marathon. She's like, where? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's through here. Wow. Because there's they they scope it out and stuff, but they don't have people there. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then you eventually just keep running. and um, But it's a neat run. Like, if you're in good shape and, like, you stayed in fall shape and you're able to do it, it's pretty exhilarating. Mm-hmm. And, it's a uh, tough time of the year, though, for a full marathon. Yeah, I did it three times. And the last time, I'm like, I'm done. Because the last time, it literally was like 35 degrees, headwind the whole time. Ugh. And I'm like, and I woke up, like, I would wake up in Philly, drive down. Yeah. Wake up at like three, drive down, boom, come back. I'm like, I don't need this anymore. You don't need I have other things to do. But it's a great run. I definitely recommend it. And then the Broad Street Lottery opens up February 16th. Yes. I'm going to try to get in this time. You're going to do it this year. Last year I did it was 2009. Why? Because the thing was... Too many people? No, every year I did a New Jersey marathon was the same exact day for five years. And I'm just like, I'm used to doing that. And it's just like, you know, my home state. But I just want to do the Broad Street again. Because it's fun, right? It's a fun. I always see... It is like whenever I see it happen, like everyone I know is a runner runs it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But last year was super rainy and cold. Super rainy and cold. But you know what? My the, best time ever. Yeah. Well, right? And so much fun, actually. The before and after were super cold and super mm-hmm. shitty and you're just annoyed. The run itself was beautiful because it was about 53 degrees yeah. and pouring rain. The run was great. Those yeah. miles were amazing. The before and after, especially yeah. the before, was just the worst. Yeah, standing around in the cold rain was not fun. <laughs> but I, I think that's my favorite. I do. I really enjoy that run. Yeah, I mean it's it's the most popular run. It's still affordable. Mm-hmm. Still only yeah. like forty five bucks. They keep that price yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So this will be our last podcast of the year, probably. Yeah. And then we're gonna have. I think we'll probably do a, a few more. We're gonna do some cold runs, Chip. Yeah. After this, we're gonna actually go we're out. We're gonna there. get some runs. Yeah. We can get some cold runs. We're gonna be lathered up with Vaseline on our faces. Tons of Vaseline. You just, may hear us actually our boyfriend coming on my face. Right, right, right. Just so much Vaseline. Yeah, yeah. So, Chip, uh, any shows coming up? Any uh, Chip Chantry shows that we should be going after? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the uh, you've been to Good Evening with Chip Chantry. Yes. Uh, love that's, it. That's going to be on Wednesday, January fourth. What? So that'll be coming up. That's that's a lot of fun. Uh, I will be hosting the Secret Pants, uh, oh, which is Secret Pants, great yes. sketch group uh, at Johnny Brenda's uh, on the twenty third of December. I host that every year. It's a uh, Christmas variety. I'm sorry, the twenty second. Oh, good. Of December. Uh, that's so a it's, Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's a really fun show at Johnny Brenda's. It's 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 a great time. The whole comedy community kind of comes and hangs out. Uh, the fifth uh, through the seventh of J- January, I will be at the Punchline. Uh, then uh, I don't want to. I shouldn't say too much. Uh, but oh, uh, on February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Wow! I will be headlining Helium Comedy Club. Bring your uh, 
bring your spouse, your lover, wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, lovers, uh, lovers, paramours. Uh, yeah, bring just bring friends. Bring the band Paramore. Yeah, yeah, you sure. Want to. Uh, bring whoever you want, but I will be headlining Healing Comedy Club on uh, on February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. That's exciting. Yeah. How about you? Anything? Anything? Fun no, no. I um, I have nothing. I I really don't go out. I. Uh, Do you have any shows coming up? Any uh, yeah. concerts? Uh, well, I hit my two thousandth win in Words with Friends. Congrats! Like, thank you, thank you very much. Two thousand wins, six forty-eight losses. I have about a seven fifty percent winning percentage. Wow. Eleven ties. Wow. Longest word? Yeah. Nirvana is 173 points. Is it really? I don't mean to brag. And I know Kim's like swooning here. Like that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's yeah. looking at her. Yeah. Right. I play my mother-in-law probably about five games a week. Okay. She's my main my main opponent. Yeah. Some other friends. I mean, again, I don't mean to brag too much. Right. So like, you know, but the kids like to know that their podcast idols are good words mm. and friends players. Right. Um, I'm going to a great show. You mentioned December 22nd. Yes. Right? That's the Secret Pants. Secret Pants. Secret Pants used to perform at Fergie's, correct? Was that Secret Pants or your other group? Didn't your other group used to perform at Fergie's? I used to do stuff at Fergie's, You yeah. used to do stuff at Fergie's, They right? may have done some, some things there, but okay. yeah. You going to Fergie's on the 23rd? Fergie's 23rd. My buddy Brian Seymour and his friend Rich Kaufman, two local musicians, do a Christmas show every year. Oh. They play awesome, like, alternative uh, Christmas songs. A lot of, like, you know, indie stuff. Some originals. That's from 6 to 8. It's a great happy hour. Um... I'm bringing my kids for the first time. Uh-huh. Like it's a bar, but you know what? They can handle it. I think. Yeah. I just want to it's, have it's, fun. It's a bar restaurant. And bar it's a restaurant. very Fergie, And Fergie's place. is the best. Yes. So like, how it's, can you know? It, upstairs. I, it's probably my favorite bar. Me too. Up, upstairs at Fergie's. Upstairs. My favorite, favorite bar in yep. the city. Now, yep. will they be wearing their onesies or do, are they going to dress up for the occasion? They're going to be in like really age inappropriate Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, yeah, they'll okay. be dressed. Yeah, like kind of. They might just be wearing Christmas PJs. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, right? yeah. it's, it's super. It's gonna be eight o'clock when it's over. It's past their right. bedtime. He's a little sleepy. I'm right? a, I just entered that into my phone. I believe I'm gonna go. To you that. should go. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and my good. friend Brian, local uh, singer songwriter, been playing for years in Philly. And Rich Kaufman is pretty much a Philly punk rock legend. Used to be in uh, many bands: Electric Love Muffin, Rolling Hayseeds, Oxy Foxy Compton. Uh, and he's he's a great guy. So they do a nice show together and yell out any sort of like, you know, I always go there yell like Hoodoo Guru covers, yeah. stuff like that. And they'll play him because I'm Jeff Lyons of you, you are Junk Jeff. Miles. Right. Uh, you know, so, of course, they'll just kind of cater to my needs. Yeah. So try to make it out to that. Maybe bring Stanley. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Dog friendly. Kim, anything you want to promote? What's coming up with uh, the broadband? The brand. Brand. I, oh, Upcoming I, year. Anything coming up? up I got uh, nothing. N- nothing here? Maybe? Uh, maybe marrying someone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chip and I are getting married. You think yeah. that's in, good? That's in gonna, 2017? That's fantastic. We're going to see if it sticks, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You excited? Yeah. I think this will be your best wedding ever. <laughs> it'll, really be, it'll be in our top three, I'm going to say. Top three? Yeah. yeah. It'll be... It should be, uh, you know... It should be a, it should be a thing. And, in, and Stanley, are you going to wear something special? He's just—he's still passed out. Basically, <laughs> yeah. really, you haven't offered much to this show, Stanley. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have to. You should use him again. He's he no, he's, he doesn't he's, contribute. He's, he's adding much. nothing to the show. No. Uh, one thing, if I could add, before, yeah, yeah. before we go. Uh, so we want to make sure people listen to John Solomon's show. You yes. want to plug it one more time? That would be uh, wprb.com. You can live stream it there at the wprb yeah, com. 5 to 5 p.m. 5 p.m. on the 24th all the way through. I like to wrap Christmas. I do Christmas Eve at my in-laws 
cousin's house. Wonderful, mm-hmm. Mount Airy. We drive home, listen to John. Then I wrap. I always save a few gifts to wrap on Christmas Eve. Get a nice couple uh, glasses of wine. Late night. Late night. Yep. Wrap a couple special gifts, That's and I nice. listen to John. And literally, you could wake up at any time and just flip on WPRB at like three in the morning, and he's playing the weirdest Christmas he's crap. Always there. It's That's fantastic. Great. Yeah. Um, so that's a great tradition that I'm going to start. Uh, another great tradition that I, that I would like to, to suggest to everybody who, if you're looking for something to watch, something to do, Christmas gets you in the Christmas spirit, you're not feeling it, wrapping presents, whatever it is, mm-hmm. on Netflix. You ever hear of Netflix? I've it's an it. app you can get, mm-hmm. which basically, it's like a video store in yeah. your home. It's like a red box, but it's like in your home. But it's right in your home. Right. Uh, the 1988 Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, Christmas special. Good. Is, no, it's not good. It's excellent. Fantastic. Uh, laugh out loud funny bizarre it has some of the greatest guests uh that, that you ever see and not even just like oh it's cheesy funny it's legitimately one of my favorite things to watch. i don't think i've ever seen it i'm very interested now you, you gotta see it. it's some of it's the who's who of the weirdest people give me i don't ruin it but give me one special guest that's in it that i'd be like wow i didn't know that guy uh grace jones wow yeah that's a good special guest yeah fantastic chip that's a good recommendation um, yeah, we're going to end the show right now. Uh, this was episode seven. Thank you very much, Kim. Robin, Thank congratulations. You. One more time. Round of applause, uh, Kim. Marathon. I'm, I'm not the only person who's ever run a first marathon, but thank you. <laughs> I know, but... She's the I, only person in this room who has that's run true. a first marathon. I, I think it's very helpful. Yeah. To a lot of, you're going to inspire a lot of people. Oh, I, I hope to inspire them to not listen to a sad podcast while they're trying that's to true. run 26 miles. That's, that's not true. That's true, and... Wear two pairs of pants when you do. Mm-hmm. Double pants. Double pants, broadband. Chip, I'll see you soon. Yep, see you in the very near future. If not before, I'll see you at Birdies. Yes, Birdies. Good night, everybody.